Hey, surf's up, everybody. There's another episode of Profession Confession coming. Wow. Whoa, dude. Gnarly. Hey, welcome to Profession Confession. I'm your host, Gabe Noah. And this, I'm the... Oh, sorry. I introduce fine, you, you, fine. you beige fuck. <laughs> we got big... <laughs> so, the caramel... Yeah. Anyway, that was Carmelicious, as you well know. Hello. Now I can talk. No, Carmelicious was... Say, say what up. What up. Uh, we uh, let's see. We just recorded an episode that you're about to be hearing. Um, this week's episode, we have a um, let's say this a failed drug smuggler. Yeah, he got half the job. Oh, for one. <laughs> yeah, not um, not if off you, to a strong start. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that makes him sound like a moron. He he was not that. <laughs> he was incredibly unlucky. Um, if you liked our one punch. Uh, murder episode this is like the diet version of that <laughs> like but but it's like i really like this conversation did oh, you yeah no i thought yeah. it was very good I'm yeah very good. yeah it's just it's uh you know it's a little bit different than some of our normal ones but i guess i don't know we don't really have a normal one but you know we follow his story and it's it's really rare so he is convicted he's a convicted drug smuggler so he was being open his name is jacob um he uh he's a 40 year old white guy you know uh, who did mm-hmm. it and it was really interesting you never get to talk to someone who is about to go to jail right. and yeah, talk like, like a openly yeah uh yeah yeah i think <laughs> or 10 days something like that but yeah he's going to prison for three years uh in 10 days and his future's uncertain and all this and he kind of wanted to get his story out and and it's weird because so he got arrested with 60 pounds is what it's going to say and mm-hmm. it's like on the surface, that doesn't even sound that interesting. Like, you just got arrested once, but it's just the circumstances, the ridiculous fucking fact that we put weed fucking smugglers in prison. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's like that one-punch knockout to me where you go, like, it's just really bad luck. Yeah. Like, you didn't, you know. Like, yeah, you put yourself in a bad position. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. all your fault. It's not total fault. luck. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, we really like this um, episode, and uh, the Jacob is uh, a great guy, and uh, he's gonna have a party at the three three one club. <laughs> we could plug. Um, I want to say thanks to everyone who came out to the show in New Hope Cinema Grill. That was fucking awesome um, to have all those people show up, and uh, uh, made me feel like uh, this is all worthwhile. I put the gun down. So anyway, thanks everyone for that. Uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff going. Check the Patreon. I'm now on the Patreon, so I'm going to start uh, making Messaging posts. Back. Yep, and I'm going to start posting stuff. And we have all our film stuff coming. We yep. got a bunch of shit going. And on. And we're doing a comedy show March second. Yes, uh, here at our home in NBC Studios. Patreon, uh, Patreon listeners will get in free, and everybody else will have to pay fifteen or twenty dollars. I'll even go further and say Patreon listeners can come down to the studio and and we'll do the. Uh, the thing I always want to do, the listener party. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon, everybody go to patreon.com slash profession confession podcast. We have, I think, five episodes. We have a video episode up of Cassie, the consensual non-consent girl. That's yep. up there. So check it out. Bunch of clips coming. NBC Studios. You want to rent a studio, you can rent our studio. Come get some. Patreon yeah. users. Don't use it for free. <laughs> Sorry. Can't go that far. Gotta pay bills. All right. Enjoy the episode. Um, keep sharing and telling a friend. Thank you. Good night. Hey, guys. This is Gabe, and uh, I'd like to introduce our first sponsor, Brady Mason. 
He's a realtor. Have you ever even tried to buy a house before? It's impossible. Even if you do get, uh, you know, approved or if you're cool enough to get a mortgage or whatever, then you have to go through and hear all this jargon from these other realtors like a buyer, seller, mortgage. Like, what? What, am I a doctor? <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to buy a house, guy. And that's why I'm looking for Brady Mason. If you've never bought a house before, call him. Because guess what? Brady's never sold a house before. He doesn't even have his license, but he should by the time you call him. Brady Mason. Once again, that's Brady Mason at Edina Realty. His phone number is 612-709-4333 or bradymason.edinarealty.com. Check him out. Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. So we're talking to a guy who is going to jail in how long? Um, ten days. Ten days. Ten days. And and pretty much you just came in here spouting about consequences and discipline and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How do you? Because so um, I should say for the listeners. So uh, my guest is Jacob. I don't know. If, probably won't say your last name unless necessary. Or do you want to? Go ahead. Okay. And uh, Jacob was arrested for, I guess, I mean, you'd be considered a smuggler, I guess, in the drug eyes of the drug trafficker. Yeah, a drug trafficker. And uh, he was arrested in Idaho. Yep. Is that what it was? Can you yep. you want to say how much it was and what's yeah? Like, what it was, was the quantity? Yeah, it's sixty five pounds. Sixty five pounds of marijuana. Yeah. Um, what's the street value of that? Do you know, or, or at least street, what they said? Street value could be a lot. I, I think in the uh, if you were gonna s- just resell it bulk, you know, it'd probably be about um, eighty to a hundred thousand. Wow! You know, I think if you were breaking it down and selling it, you know, much more. Right. You know? And how much money were you uh, were you or did you make for it, or were you gonna make for it? I was gonna make. You know, it's. <laughs> It's kind of funny because uh, I didn't have the exact figure sorted out. I was kind of we we're in. I wanted at least twelve thousand, but mm-hmm. I had asked for fifteen to twenty. Okay, you know, and the the guy who I was doing it for was like, ah, that's a lot. I know people that'll do it for eight, you know. So right. uh, he said he would give me at least twelve, and we see how it was when I got back. You know, I mean, this is you know, like see get, how much of what get you back, down on get the way back there. first, and and then we'll sort it out when you get back. You know, right? Which I never made it back, so I right, mean, I, it didn't it didn't work out. And so, um, let's see. So you went to uh, whatever went. You were arrested. You went to trial. All that. How much time are you looking at? Or I mean, do you know exactly what you're going to do then? I have an, a a minimum amount of time guaranteed right now, and that's three years. Okay. I've, so 65 pounds in Idaho is a tier three drug trafficking. They have mandatory minimums out there, and the mandatory minimum for tier three is five years. Minimum. Now, when I was being arraigned, 
right? <laughs> the the judge says, hey, Mr. Prosecutor, what's the maximum sentence? You know, and so the maximum is 15 years, right? And um, up to $50,000 in fines. Because it was my first time, uh, uh, my first, first time, um, First time offender or offender, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And and there was no guns. I mean, there was no, there was nothing else. You know what I mean? I've got no record or anything like that. And they d agreed to drop it to tier two, um, which carries a mandatory minimum of three years, but also up to 15 years. You know, okay. They, they still have that, right. that door open. So I go, I go to sentencing on February 11th and then I'll find out if I'm getting any additional time. Um, what I've been told is that it's unlikely, you know, because more than everybody knows that three years is a lot for a first time drug offender mm -hmm. period. And, and the, the, my lawyers out there, um, cause I, I hired a lawyer here and then he had to hire a law firm in Idaho and do a thing called pro hoc Vice where they can work under their license in Idaho. Right. And so, in, converse, in conversation with the lawyers out there, there was I've had two of them out there now, and uh, they said that um, if it was any other prosecutor, they wouldn't even be asking for additional time. But this particular prosecutor is particularly strict, really, really harsh on her. Yeah, and so she she could she could um, be in a situation where her superiors are saying. Look, we got to go after this guy. You can't, you know. Sure. She, she could be being told what to do. Sure. Um, uh, and she could potentially throw the judge a, a softball, you know, not really asking for more, for more while asking for more. Um, right. Or, or she could say, you know, hey. Right. Wanna we want we want to nail give this him guy another, to the wall. You know. Yeah. Give, give him some more time. So, um, hopefully, it's not the latter. You know. It's, uh, do you know what facility you'll no, be going to? Okay. No, no, they don't. Right now. Um, I'm under the judge's jurisdiction, and once I actually get sentenced, then I'll be under the Idaho Department of Corrections, and they'll place me temporarily. They do like a two-week evaluation, and then they decide where to put you. You know, and I've looked on their website to try to get an idea of of where I'll end up or what type of facility, you know, medium or minimum. And yeah. I, I fit all the criteria for minimum security. Yeah. Um, setting. You know, no no previous record and nonviolent um, drug offense, but Idaho is also overbooked right now, and it, it's. Uh, I think they had when I when I looked at it in November, I think they had like almost seventy two hundred inmates on the rolls, and they only had uh, sixty eight hundred beds, something like that. So they had just signed a contract with Texas. To house a thousand oh. inmates, so that uh, got to be rooting for Idaho hard, right? I, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, if it's minimum security, so we I hope I don't fall into Texas prisons. stuff. You know, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. I, I nothing against Texas, but when I was right. when I was told like the worst states to be in prison are, it's like Texas is uh, at the top, and Idaho is right up there. And, Oh really? Idaho's bad. Idaho is not known for being a good place. You know? Oh, I was actually thinking the whole time in my head, like at least like that must be one of the best states. No. Just good. Minnesota is a good place. Is it really? Yeah, Minnesota is a good. Place. And it's fucking horrible, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, not minimum security. Like, you know, we've done like the maximum security stuff, and it's just like, you know, actually the minimum security stuff sounded 
fairly like keep to yourself, you know, like uh, you do that thing of looking at people, but without looking at them, you know, just to let them know like, hey, I see you here, you know, just whatever that shit that I'm sure you know, just from being an adult. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's uh, what, what is your family background? Like, okay. I know, even though I know now a lot of people who have been to prison and in jail and all that stuff, I still know that, like, I come from a pretty fucking gentle family in a way. Like, like it's not really what I'm made of to go there. Like, I could fucking survive, but it's like, I don't want to do that at all. And when you talk to yeah. people who are from families, <laughs> you know, no, I know. But, yeah. you know, you talk to some people who it's like they have people in their family who've been to jail or whatever. It's like they're, they're a little more comfortable. Well, I, you know, I'll be the first one in my family that's going for really? any, any period of time. You know, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Nobody's Nobody in my family has done anything like this um, and ended up or, or has done anything like this, period. You know, let, yeah. let alone go to jail for something else. I mean, there's been... You know, small incidents. Sure. People go for a couple of days, DUI or something like that. How are they dealing with it? Um, you know, that's it, everybody seems to be doing doing okay with it. Um, they're all very supportive supportive of me, and they all you know think it's ridiculous that yeah it's, that a it's not legal yet. It so helps that it's a you bullshit know, crime, and, in a and, sense. Yeah, and B, that, you know, they they know I'm a good guy, you know. I'm there for my parents, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm there for any one of them, you know. And being that I've worked for myself for the last five or six years and also had a side hustle, mm-hmm. you know, I've it, it frees up time. If somebody calls and is in need, yeah, especially one of my family members, you know, yeah. I'll bye i got yeah. i got to leave and go do this thing you know and and so they're 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 doing all right my my grandmother my 94 year old grandmother i love her to death and i feel horrible that she cries about it every day oh. you know and it's she 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 you know and she's not mad at me she's just like you know and this is a 94 year old lady who's never done any drugs you know yeah and doesn't doesn't like them but she say you know it's crazy that people are still going to jail for this stuff yeah you know it is i I mean that was one of my first thoughts when we talked and you know i should say for the listeners too so you have no criminal record right no you you know a couple tickets uh for possession but no yeah right right no criminal Uh, yeah and and no uh, major record more surprising to me because you know whenever you hear someone is trafficking drugs or smuggling you know whatever that is i think it's easy to assume that you're um i don't know that you're into other shit like ah okay maybe he's kind of innocent of this but he's doing other shit like you uh you've never tried another drug besides pot is that what you said i've right i've eaten mushrooms a couple of times right right i mean this is all very (laughs) very fucking gentle shit you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, and I just want to paint that picture for them. By the way, is very spiritual. Yeah. Oh, I advise but, uh, everyone to do mushrooms. I, I think it's missing from my life right now. I'm serious. <laughs> I think you should do it every six months or something, but for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so I, I just think, and then my next thought was like, well, isn't weed going to be like legalized in like two years? Like, what if, what if it gets legalized before the end of your sentence? Would you, like, I mean, have you looked into that kind of shit? Dude, I have no idea, but Idaho is extremely conservative. Yeah, and not going to happen. You know, I, so, I'm, okay, I do have a little bit of idea. So one of 
one of my lawyers out there is now a judge. He became a judge since you know this ha- this happened a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And so the first guy representing me from out there um, is now a judge. And we uh, after one of the last hearings, we stopped in and said hello. You know, I mean, he's not in any way connected to my case, yeah. but he's in the same building that that I had to go to my last hearing at. And I I asked him, you know if if it would matter at mm-hmm. all and uh he said no because it i'm not i'm i'm probably not going to explain it right but there's if if the federal government passes it the states only have to do a minimum to uh uh reach that level like they don't I get what they you're saying they don't, like, they don't have they don't to have to fully go, comply yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know they there's it's a it's a it, there's it was state a strange statutes thing. and there's yeah. yeah no I can see that and he also said that you know if the Idaho is gonna do everything they can to fight against it like so the the laws in Idaho changed when Washington State went legal for full recreational that's when the mandatory minimums came in oh, so okay it's, it's kind of like they're up. reacting to that in a yep. sense like we're gonna keep that shit out of our state. Yeah, you know, don't come through here unless you want to, you know, be facing some time. So, so I want to go to the beginning of it, but just before that, uh, before we do that, I just want to get like, are do you feel like you're being treated like a criminal, like through this? Like, you know, are there any cops or bailiffs who are kind of looking at you like, Jesus Christ, man, sorry about your luck, or or is it all like, you know, yeah, you fucking skeevy drug addict, get the fuck no, out. yeah, actually, it's it that that's been one of the things that's been helpful for me um i just had to go out to idaho and do a psi pre-sentence investigation and uh drug and alcohol evaluation and uh both of them were like hour-long interviews and uh, uh you know they give the report to the judge and the, and it's done by the parole idaho parole probation thing so it's on their file for if you do come up you know for parole or probation at some point or whatever um, and the conversations I had with both of the people were, were, I, I dug in a little bit, you know, and I tried to get to what are we thinking, you know, mm-hmm. what, what's, what are you guys thinking about this, this law? Neither one of them agreed with the law. Yeah. Both of them said, and, and the drug and alcohol guy more adamantly, you know, when, once the interview is done, he said, well, I can tell you, I don't think you should be going to jail at all. Yeah. You know, you should have something, you know, but. It's they both think it should be legal, yeah, and and it, it's ridiculous to be putting somebody in jail for three years for marijuana at a cost to the to the taxpayer, and like that's that's why I wondered it's it's like, is there a chance you'll get that mandatory minimum, and then in six months they just or whatever in three months they let you go, you know, with parole or something just to clear prison, you know, if they have overpopulation shit, but. Not, is prison too private? Yeah, like privatized? That's now? what. Yeah, that would say it's too privatized. But that's the most surprising thing. Where it's like they're renting or whatever. Got a contract with Texas to send people to Texas, so it's already overpopulated. Why? Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking just put no, him out of jail. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Don't even put him in. Send him a message. Send, yeah. 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 So what? What? So going back to the beginning then with this. And, oh, I guess the last thing we should say is that. Uh, and also probably the reason that you're maybe facing more time is that you were given the opportunity to uh to roll over kind oh, of Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They 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 pressed me heavily. 
They did. You know, I mean, I went, right when I got pulled over, the the state trooper said, you know, um, if you're willing to work with us, I could call a guy and get him out here, and you could you could continue on your trip, and and you know, you just have to set it up when you get there. Wow, they right, they do right, it that quick. Right I gotta say that would be right there on the wow. side of the road. He told me that, and I was just like, I yeah, no. I mean, I. I, I could maybe get you guys the video and you could look at the, you know, the dash cam or whatever awesome. and the, the audio. And as I was like, no, nah, I don't think that'd be nice. You know, I don't think that'd be, <laughs> yeah, that'd man, be that's cool. I got to say that would be the most like tempting time to ever do it because you just, I mean, I can't oh, imagine that's, yeah, the fight or flight when the sirens yeah, you went can keep off. Going? Yeah. Oh, I could keep going. What? Right. Uh, I mean, it'd just be like just anything like, to get out of this feeling right now, probably. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And Good thing I didn't because when I told my lawyer, the, the the lawyer that I hired about that, he said they are under no obligation. Yeah, that's... So they could have tied you do that and put you in jail anyway. Yeah, right. Um, so that that trooper you always has, get assigned. That trooper has deal. no authority. That agent that would come out there has no authority. You know that has to go through a whole other system. So he's like, right. don't ever, don't ever believe them when they're telling you that shit. Ah, good to know, everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. You know, you got to think there's some cop out there, or like someone who's in jail, where like it's like a hot chick or something. The cop goes, "Well, I tell you what, if you give me a blowjob in the back, I'll let you go." <laughs> and then she did it, and he goes, "Ah, just kidding. You're yeah. going to jail anyway. I'm yeah. evil." Yeah. 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 Well, goddamn. What? What? Um. Um. Let's see. So to do this. Twelve thousand bucks is what was there. Were you in a desperate spot financially? No, I wasn't in a desperate spot financially, but I was in a spot where, uh, you know, I was forty years old, still renting. You know, I wanted to buy some land or get a house, and I thought, you know, I have no moral or ethical problem with marijuana. Yeah, you know, and uh, this would be a good a good way to get my foot in the door with the people in California because mm-hmm. a person that I know here knew the people out there and um, I could go back on my, I mean, the, is this like, like, is this a friend or like your dealer here? Kind of like, I mean, how much did you trust your connection? It's, here? it's an, it's a, it's an acquaintance who I would say now we've become friends. Okay. You know, through the, the fact that, you know, I didn't turn them in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there must be a weird it, dynamic. It, bu- it built a relationship in a strange way. For sure. Know? I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that must be a weird dynamic to have that kind of where, you know, where they know that you could, you know, cause some trouble for them. Yeah. Like, was there a period right when it happened where maybe they weren't coming around or talking that like that made it awkward or. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, generally in this, People that get to a certain level are uh, they they know what not to do in a in in a lot of these situations, mm-hmm. you know. So I had to stay in jail for three days out there. I did not make it back here on time. When that happened, I think he adjusted his situation to not be in the he- be, not to be able to get busted. You okay. know what I mean, and and you know definitely not saying anything. What do you mean by that? As like an example to not get busted, like like didn't call you or didn't text, making criminal right. things like that, or do you mean like well, well, adjusted that, their that and maybe home situation? Yeah, that and maybe you know anything that you got in your house, you get somewhere else where it's not going to be able to be. You know, if you, yeah, if, if somebody did come with a search warrant, you're not going to be in trouble. 
Right. You know what I mean? Or right. maybe a little bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah. So. Did they reach out to you at any point early on or, or at any point? Or do they stay the fuck away and then you get in touch with them? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we had we had some initial contacts. And, you know, uh, I mean, the dude felt bad, but he was also like, you know. It's a that's, business. That's a it, risk. It, it's It's a risk. You know, you knew you knew it was a risk, and look at me. You know, I lost, you know, yeah. sixty thousand dollars. You know, because wow, that was rough. You know, it was roughly about a thousand dollars a pound out there. You know, right? And uh, so, holy shit, he's like, well, you I, know. I feel worse for him and, all of a sudden. And no. what are the <laughs> and what are the laws on like in California for buying that? You can't just go to. You can't just go and buy that. No, but much there's weed. there. You know, I mean, California's got a long history of being the place to go, and there's an yeah. em- yeah. Emerald Triangle in Northern but, California. But I'm saying, like, the, I guess, do you know if like now that it's legal out in California, like, is it easier to get that quantity? You have to get a fake of weed. Right? I don't know because it went legal since I've got in trouble. You know, oh, when okay. I when I went out there, it was still not legal. Oh, okay. It was it was legal. Um, for medical but not full recreational oh, okay. you know and there was like the place in oakland at the time was like one of the and one in yeah. san francisco that you could go Oaks, buy weed oaksterdam or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. what so uh were you a pot dealer before this or have you ever been yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like, I've, I've been involved with marijuana since i was like 17 so and, uh as a as a dealer just to give people an idea of like the like um did you ever make Seventy thousand dollars as a weed dealer? No. Did you ever just always kind of small yeah. time kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I always, I, I always had a job. Like we were talking earlier, I worked in the schools for fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, I was, and and I considered it a side hustle for stuff like vacation. Yeah, you know, maybe I had a little bit nicer car than somebody else who made, you know, how much would making. your uh, buy be? Like, you know, like how much did you stock? I guess I should like say. a pound, like a pound. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'd get like a pound and then smoke. You know, yeah, I, I smoked way too much back then. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, so I'd smoke a good portion of it, and then you know make the money back and enough to get another one. Right. Know, uh, just just the kind of basic subsistence, and then plus a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've known many. And people I mean, that's pretty like much it. where I was at, you know. Um, and you know, Northeast is a very friendly, weed friendly environment. You can smoke on pretty much every bar's patio and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And that's where I started, you know, running into people. And then I met this guy, you know, and he was telling me about how he used to live in California. And then after about a year of kind of getting to know him a little bit casually, um, he's like, well, man, I'm going to be taking a trip out there. You want to go? You know, you bring something back. And then, then we met and we talked about it more and started working out the details. And What did that look like? Like, I mean, what? I mean that'd be kind of exciting, right? right? Yeah, like I mean, a strip club and talk about sending weed back from California. <laughs> yeah, I just mean like like even having someone like I think there's many people who have been tempted to do this kind of stuff, but yeah. until the person's right in front of you, going like, no, like, right? You know, I've got the money right now. Like, or, yeah, you know, when I've, and so I've so a little bit of background of of, of myself. So my boyfriend um, from the time I was in fourth grade till oh about. 30 or something like that like they were together like you know 15 or 16 years started out as a small weed dealer and grew into a very large weed dealer okay and he eventually got busted and went to jail you know and he's out now and he's a cool he was a good guy he took care of his family with it yeah yeah i mean it's like 
it was a it was a situation where his mom, when he was fourteen, you know, that there was no dad around. He had two other brothers and a sister. They're living on you know over north, mm-hmm. and his mom told him, "I don't have the money to pay for the house. I don't have money for the mortgage payment. You got to go out and do something." You mm-hmm. know. And he started out like stealing radios out of cars and speaker systems and shit like that. Small, small burglary. Turned out, you know, that uh, weed was more lucrative. Mm-hmm. And at somewhere along the line, he had, he got a connection that was like straight cartel. You know, it was like half Mexican. You know, half American. And so they liked him. He was good at it. And over that period of time, I saw hundreds of pounds. You know, I mean, at a time. Right, you know, so I mean, it wasn't like I I had been around weed. So when he got busted, all that ended. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. I actually don't really talk to him too much anymore. You know, so when this guy came around and he said that, you know, I was thinking, damn, I'd really like to go out to California because I'm interested in growing. I've also had small grows before. Okay. You know, and I really like you know organic, beautiful pot plants. Yeah. You know, and I like to smoke it and I like to grow it. I don't smoke as much anymore, but. I still really like it. I, I started eating. I started juicing that shit. Like if, when I read, I got the uh, encyclopedia for, for weed by Jorge Cervantes. Yeah. And in the back, I was reading like, what? You can juice this shit? And it's like the healthiest way to consume it? I've never heard that either. No. Dude. And like, is it like the same effects? I'm, no. It's no, you don't. It when you eat, I have, you don't, no, you don't get high. I'm you talking don't? about raw. I'm talking oh. About like, Pulling the leaves or the buds off the plant and putting them into a juicer with some orange juice and drinking the shit. Like for the health benefits of the plant. Really? Really? Dude, yeah. Never look heard it, of that. Look into it, man. It's, it, it's, huh. it's like the the best, it's the healthiest way to consume well, maybe it. Maybe pick some up it's, for me next time. <laughs> not, <laughs> not you don't get high, but you know right, what right. I mean? We've got a and, car we can have yeah. you drive back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you 5000 Yeah. Yeah, I know a guy. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, and then just just to give us an idea of the scale of the people you're dealing with like uh, like okay first of all uh sister's boyfriend what like when you say he was a big pot dealer like because i don't even think i understand scale with pot dealing as much you know like how much money you know what would you consider a big pot deal or big you know i think someone who makes someone who makes like twenty thousand a month I consider like a big pot, like oh, he's a big pot dealer, right? Is so, that yeah, yeah, yeah? That's, okay, that's the realm. Is it that's, okay? That's the ballpark. That's a big pot dealer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when a guy gets three hundred pounds and it's gone, yeah, in a month and a half. Jesus, how does someone get three hundred pounds? So okay, so we did an interview with a guy who they were getting it from the cartel in mm-hmm. Chicago, and it was kind of of a gang kingpin around here, and he was friends with his son. So they were taking shipments. They what had was his name? the trap house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I know this guy. Well, that's what I wanted. Because I, I met his guy. I mean, it was it was like I was the, I was allowed to be around. Like I I was in the house when they would come over and drop it off many yep. times. Yeah, you know. And and the guy had a business on Lake Street. I ain't gonna say where exactly. Yeah, you know. But uh, I mean, he was a he was a guy from Mexico with the with the business, and and I I don't know that it was like he was the kingpin. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he was the contact. He was getting know, it that, from and Chicago. It was definitely, and it was definitely organized. Yeah. You know, and, and they could get you whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, really? Ultimately, he started selling other shit, and that's when he got busted. 
He never got busted for weed. He got busted for the guy above you. You're the, saying my boyfriend. Oh, boyfriend. Okay. He got he got busted for glass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He got huh. busted. He got busted with two pounds of like pure glass. <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! It's. I mean, and that's why people do that shit because moving it, right? Because I mean, two pounds of glass is worth like he how made much as he, you are like he's making as much off of two pounds as like two hundred pounds of weed. Yeah. Right. So. And and that's what what I don't understand is how. Moving those levels of like of weed of like that that much oh, weight. Oh yeah, like uh, like the one that we talked to, they did. So it was, you know, it was a thing from the cartel through Chicago into Minneapolis, not cartel, but you know, and uh, and they were hiring white women, you know, with like pick out like forty five year old white ladies, you know, to look like moms and have them drive it. Like mm-hmm. it was it was really interesting to hear that. Yeah, and I mean they just stacked it in the truck. It's not like they were really like. Right, they didn't Super like compartmentalize. Like that's like that's that. what I thought everyone did or whatever. I was really surprised to hear how kind of brazen it was. Well, what kind of stuff would you have seen back then? I mean, it, when it when it would come into the house, it wasn't. Uh, it was always in like big black trash bags. Okay, you know, and uh, just pull into the garage. A couple, and... a couple of times it came in these odd shapes, like a barrel. Yeah, you know, yeah, about the size of a gas tank for a semi or something like that. Right, or, right. I don't know. And uh, it was like highly, always highly compressed, and you know, it was like old school Mexican weed. Yeah, you know, I mean, it wasn't like the the shit from California, right? You know, but uh, uh, generally big ass blocks, either a bale that's you know been pressed into a square or a barrel, or you know, sometimes it was a little bit broken up and just in big ass trash bags. But yeah, yeah, it, huh. it was pretty amazing. It was yeah, pretty, like. I didn't realize it, you know, and then my I would tell, you know, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give, like, a lot of detail. Right. But I'd say stuff, obviously, to my friends or whatever, like, dude, yeah, there's fucking trash bags of weed around here. And all right. Uh, I think it is fascinating. The fuck, we built a show on it. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, really, it, it, it is. It's, I would, I'd fucking love to talk to those dudes. I, I think that shit is fascinating. But what, what, um, so back to this time now, you're talking to the guy, you're kind of going over, I mean. How much planning are we talking here? Like, what what kind of stuff would you? It, it wasn't him just telling you. It what was you're doing. it was like he gave me the contact out there. You know, like I didn't do anything with money. You know, I was okay. I didn't go out there with money and go meet these guys. I went to a place out there, and you didn't uh, bring the money. I didn't have anything to do with the money. Really? Plus, I well, so I flew to Las Vegas. Yeah. Not the I don't uh, anyway. You know, is that a dumb but, thing now? Or I, it, it's not necessarily what I would do if I was doing it again. You know, um, I flew to Las Vegas and rented a car there and drove up to Northern California the next day. Okay, you know, which was like eleven hour drive. Yeah, and and uh, you know, there's there's a few towns up there. Um, Willits is where I went into, and I met a guy there who was waiting for me, you know, approximate time and stuff. And I, I was given his number in case something happened or whatever and, and told that he had mine or whatever. And, uh, went to, um, uh, a bar, had a couple of beers with the dude, you know, he had a hotel room pre-purchased for me, gave me the keys. Like, you know, where, uh, come, where did pick he you up meet in the you? Morning. I'm sorry. Uh, where did he meet you? I got distracted. Bar. Okay. Yeah. So a local bar. Did you know who you were looking for? Like I, I mean, I had never seen the dude, but it, you know, uh, I 
I I really wasn't given a description more than like you know he's a white guy with brown hair. Okay, about six feet. Did, was was there like a code word? Because I mean, like somebody. No, you don't there like, wasn't, man. No, there was just not man. a. Cause like, it was it. You know, I would you know looking back in it, it was not the most professional operation. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was there was no code word. There was nothing like that. You know, just I mean, wait I, for some guy to ask you for weed and I went say in, yes. I went into I this bar. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I'm like looking around or whatever and. You know, there's multiple people looking at me. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, it's it's a town where everybody grows. The town okay. is prosperous because everybody's growing. Right. You know, and it's a, it's a well-known thing. The police look the other way. I mean, I've drove past grows and I mean, it was not legal yet. You know, and the people put really? up like, yeah, people put up like this white plastic on their fence so you can't see directly in. And because the police drive by there and can't see directly in, they don't go do anything. Sure. You know what I mean? But there's you, you look over the fence and there's, you know, 50 weed plants sitting out there, 20 weed plants. Over right. There. Were yeah. you nervous doing this? Like, I mean, you know, when you got to the bar and you start walking Man, in. just a little bit, but not really. I was excited about it. Okay. You know, I was like, yeah, right. I'm going to California. I'm <laughs> going to go. Because yeah. I was told I was going to get get to go see some big grows and, and you know, like see these huge plants that produce like 10 pounds each and and just go, you know. I'm, I'm in. Like I said, I'm into growing, and uh, and I, and I just like, I like the plant. I think it's like something that we should all have in our garden, with sure. like, next to the tomatoes and the arugula. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Do you feel like so? Uh, to me, also, because like I told you, I think on the phone, I had a friend who got popped for it, uh, doing the same thing. But my understanding is, is that his was much more just like, you know, he was a courier more so. Like, it sounds like you were being shown things. Were you being brought into, you know, like, was there a spot you were hoping to ascend towards? Like, you're going to be uh, oh, yeah. part I mean, of the uh, organization? Well, organization, you know, is a, okay. I don't, I don't know that there was. It's more like a co-op. Okay. You know, I mean, it, there was, there was a few different farmers who brought the weed in and uh, it was... I I did have I I thought you know maybe I'd be able to come out here and, and work on a farm and grow. Okay. You know I don't want to go out there and you know you hear about people going out to trim. Um, no thank right. you. Right. You know what I mean? I'm interested in the growing aspect of it and right. and you know I thought maybe by now in Minnesota here it would be legal. You know? Right. And and so I, it a, was it was yeah. like about gaining knowledge and it was exciting and I did get to go see some really cool shit. You know I was out there for. A couple of days, and I drove around to a few different places. But there was like, there was like one main house where every all the business was done at, you know. And um, so, so when you met the guy at the bar, what is he? I mean, he bought me a beer. Okay, bought you a beer, <laughs> and then where do you go? Or like, how does he? You know, does he lay out what you guys are gonna do? Yeah, like well, of? not. You know, there was no like written instructions or anything like that. You know, we had a few beers and. uh he said, you know, I'll, I'll come by the hotel room in the morning. Um, you know, nine, friendly guy. He wasn't nine, trying to intimidate you. Wasn't no, trying to. Man, okay, no. yeah, I was bigger than stuff. him anyway. I, I grew up over north, man. I'm not really yeah, easy, yeah. easily intimidated by, by most people. You know? Yeah. And uh, so it was it was all very cool, you know, and it and it was good vibes. Yeah. You know, I was, I was like I said, man, it was I was having a really good time and um the next morning, he came to the hotel room. He's like, yeah, follow me out. You know, and we drove around to these different places, and he showed me the, the grows. And then we went to another town, and, and that's where the 
uh, safe house or whatever it was where they had the guys come with the weed and that's where, and he had the money, you know, he knew the guy here, he had the money and gave it when I got there, he gave it for the weed that I took. I had to rebag everything, you know, cause, um, that will, I, I don't know if everybody does it, but that, that's what the procedure was that I was told to do was when you get it all. I mean, it's already vacuum sealed or whatever, mm-hmm. but we went into the back room and with gloves and, you know, fucking clean brand new vacuum sealers that had never been used before. Rebag everything. Why is that with the clean uh, ones that have never to, been used to, before? Because there's scent gets on shit. Okay. You know, and like who knows how they did it when they bought it in. Right. Like if they did, had... did they have their hands in weed as they're bagging it? You right. know what I mean? So you take it all out, put it into a new vacuum seal bag, vacuum net, did everything, right? <laughs> how many bags is that? Then? I'm saying that vacuum sealer sales must have been through the roof out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing. Because right, like, it's like people like to use new ones when they're transporting yeah. it. So yeah. you, you pretty much guarantee it's not got any scent on it. And uh, that, I mean, it took like eight hours, man. It took like eight hours to rebag everything. And it and we, so first we rebag everything into one bag, put those vacuum sealers away, get new vacuum sealers out, get alcohol, wipe down the table change gloves and then double bag it did everything one more time you know so it was I it don't was get it. Wow. so it was it was legit man like you couldn't smell any fucking weed in that trunk like i had it i did had he advise you how to do that the guy who set yeah, this up yep, okay yeah yep. so so okay so now i get it more that it was about protecting you for the ride yeah. a little bit uh-huh. okay i thought I'm starting to think like, is this some like real weed connoisseur guy where like oh, they want no. to deliver the freshest product? I, I was not no, getting that. I'm no, sorry. no, it was flash I'm a moron. It was all yeah. about the scent. Yeah, it was yeah. all about the scent because you could smell it when they showed up. So clearly there was something going on. And even with the single bag, it lets out just a little bit. And so when you double bag it, you're really sealing it up nicely. And I had everything double bagged and then in duffel bags in the trunk. And you know, California is pretty hot in the summertime. It was it was Labor Day week weekend mm-hmm. a year ago. This last Labor Day, so 2017. And I mean, that chunk was sitting out in the car. I had to stop and eat. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 a hotel overnight or whatever. I had it in there the last night, and I popped the chunk and took a big whiff. And I wasn't smoking weed at the whole time. Like I didn't. Yeah, wanna, I'll I bet. Didn't, I didn't yeah. want to have the scent on me, and I didn't want to mm-hmm. be getting taken advantage of or no shit like that. Or yeah. Nothing weird happening. And uh, when I popped that chunk, man, there was not a fucking whiff of weed. You know, like it, it was sealed, right. It was sealed up properly. Going back to the, like the the safe house or whatever, uh, as you call it. So when you go there, sorry, I'm just uh, I I love this shit in general. So uh, when you go there, did you get the like? Were there other people? Did you get the vibe that there's other people doing to buy as well? Like, you know, are they doing five loadouts to people throughout that day? No. Okay. No. I mean, when I was there, I was the only one there picking up. Okay. And I was there for like eight hours and, you know, a couple, like a few, a few different people brought weed there. You know, most of it came from one guy, but a couple other people had, one person had particularly higher, higher grade shit. Oh really? You know, that came. But they didn't have much of it, you know. And then, and then there was another person. You know, it was, it was a very, um, 
you know, community effort. You know, I mean, there was, <laughs> there was, there was rumors that there was like, you know, some Russian kind of, you know, potential or, or, yeah. organization behind, you know, stuff. But I didn't, you know, nobody there was. You like, didn't sense anything that, yeah, you know, I have speaking it, Russian. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, no, it was yeah. like, no shit like that. And um, I mean, you know, I mean, there was standard shit. You know, was shotgun in the corner, and one of the guys had a pistol on him or whatever. But I mean, you know, I don't see there's sixty thousand dollars, you know, and and a bunch of a bunch of weed, you know. What so did sixty thousand cash look like? <laughs> like, I mean, you must have been like it didn't look, look at like it, as right? much as you think. You really? know what I mean? Yeah. It turns out, you know, you can weigh money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So each bill is a gram. Right. Yeah, so uh, six thousand one hundred dollar bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not I bad. still can't visualize. It's, it's, I mean, not, I yeah, get so that it's about a good amount, it, but... about about like that. Not it's not you know some stacks. You know, not, like, yeah. like they the didn't bring it in on a pallet. No, no right. No, the size no. of a football in a yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Huh. Maybe, maybe a little bit bigger than a football soccer. Right. Ball, so, okay. You know? Yeah. Something like that. And there was some twenties involved in there too, but mostly it was. Did they count it in front of you? Yeah. They weighed it, right? They weighed it. Okay, they, they okay, weighed it. They weighed it. Yeah. Well, you could put different bills, right? Well, as right. long as as long as you know they're all twenties, you weigh it. Right. Whatever the weight is, you multiply that by twenty. I'm just wondering if they trusted you that it's all like these are all hundreds, or do they? I didn't know? touch it. Right. Okay. I didn't touch any money. I sat there and watched it What's all. What's the happen. point of that? Is that just a trust thing to not to defray their I, risk? I don't think? know. Yeah, or or like you know layers of separation. Right. You know, just period. Right. I don't know how the money got out there. Right. Interesting. That's but, fucking cool. Which is yeah. the whole point, I suppose, right? Yeah, like when uh, you know, uh, uh, you have a compartment over here that doesn't mm-hmm. know what the compartment over here is doing. Yeah, you know. So if something does happen to this one, they can't right. spill the beans. It's a way for you thing. to, because if you essentially if you got a, or you did get arrested, if you would have decided to turn and tell everything you I know, well now you everything. don't. Yeah, you yeah. don't know the money side yeah. of it, so they yeah, can't you can get tell about one yeah. vein of the right. operation. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What? Uh, so. I'm a curious person, so that would almost, in a way, like make me more curious and like to look around and like to to know or ask questions. I don't know. Like, I think, yeah. I, you know, were you totally aware of all this process, like even going into it because of all the weed stuff you'd been around? Like, I mean, are you aware that it's mean? like I don't know where the money guy is? That's on purpose. I just do my fucking job and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've and I've. Didn't ask questions. Right. Okay. No, That's what I'm snooping wondering. through you closets yeah. and right. And no. the sixty thousand, like, is that the most money you've seen at one time before? Then, like, were you going into it like, oh my gosh, this is something that they could screw me over on and say like, well, we're taking the money and you're not getting this weed or anything <laughs> like that? Was like, was it? What was your fear level going into the warehouse? Uh, I mean, there was, it was low. You know, I mean, when I saw. When I saw the guns, I was like, "All right, I am putting it myself. Is a little more sensitive, I am putting myself into a situation here. I really don't know any of these people. They're trusting me. I'm trusting them. But in the end, I'm out in California, you know, in this yeah. small town, you know. And uh, if they, uh, you know, how big is that town? If, by the if way, they, if they shot me, you know, I mean, if they probably bury, bury me out back or feed me to the vultures or some shit yeah. like that, and it would be no big deal. Yeah." Know? Um, the, that other town, uh, was, Willits was the town I was in. I went to a town south of there and it was, 
I mean, man, maybe like a thousand people. Willits, right. Willits has more than that. Willits has like five or ten something. But like still, that. okay. But still, you know, very small community like, is like. Yeah, man, and it's it it's super cool. I don't know if you've ever been up Northern California, yeah, up, no. up the one hundred and one, man. I mean, it's like you go through these small towns, uh, 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 relatively small towns. You know, maybe there's a few thousand people, or whatever, and um, it's it's not necessarily a country vibe cuz mm-hmm. california is so heavily populated mm-hmm. but uh but it's a little small town feeling yeah. with big That's city the most beautiful kind of big city in the, in yeah the it was a really nice yeah. place i mean there's mountains everywhere i mean it was all dry turn it turns out um a lot of that area burnt the next year you know really and, okay and the, and the fires up there you hmm. know um yeah yeah so was it all all uh, white guys in charge of things then or what or was it like it was it was yeah pretty much it was all like white guys there was the there there was one non there was one non white guy there you know one one latino dude there um uh but but you didn't get any any cartel vibe he, no he Russian was vibe. i didn't i was a little nervous because i know a guy who <laughs> did some local growing here and when it when Colorado legalized it, he moved out to Colorado to grow weed. And I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, kind of an acquaintance, you know, like good luck. Yeah, you know. And he was gone for about a year, and then then he was showed up again. And I was like, oh, how'd that go? He's like, man, fuck that, you know. And I'm like, what happened? So he went out there and grew. It turned out. For some, there were some Russians. There's a lot, since I, there's a lot. I didn't know the Russians are fucking. Yeah, dude, I didn't know this shit pot, either. Like but it, tur- it turns out that the like, so it's like the son, like the kids of these gangsters in Russia, want to live here mm-hmm. and be gangsters. And if something oh, okay. happens, they just get shipped back to Russia. Sure, you know they're like, they get diplomatic status. Yeah. Some some of them shit like that. So he was working for this this group, and he had put some of his own money into it. And they had a big grow, like a you know warehouse size grow or whatever, and you know they're like three months into it, he's in debt, shit's not quite done yet, but mo- almost there. And uh, he said he went up to him and said, "Hey man, I need some money, man. You guys are bullshitting. You know I've asked you you know a couple of times. I need I need to get paid. You know I need something so mm-hmm. I can survive here. I'm living off my own money, growing all this weed for you guys." You know, and he said the guy pulled out a gun and put it in his mouth and said, "I'll fucking pay you when I want to pay you." And he so damn. He, so he packed up and left the next day. And came wise. back here, really. You know? And so, so when I heard the like the Russian thing out there, I was like, "Oh fuck," you know what I mean? But I, you know, Russians. Where'd you hear nobody, that from? Nobody's speaking Russian, you know. Right. It was it was like a rumor from the dude here. Okay. He was like, "Yeah, you know, people say it might be the Russians behind it because, you know, like I said, it's like compartmentalized, you know, like everybody doesn't know the how who's really running shit mm-hmm. or how it's going. It's like you you go to the place, you talk to the right dude, that dude calls another dude, that dude calls another dude that brings it over, mm-hmm. you know, somebody, you know, somebody pays somebody and you go away with the weed." You where know? where did you load up the car at? Like I mean, right at that safe house. So I mean, are you in a garage or do you carry it? it no, out, it's like right it's like a pro- it was of? like a protected area, man. Like okay, it's like there's these there's these areas in uh uh well, it it was relatively protected. It was off the road on a private drive where nobody's going down that road who doesn't own a place on that road, and pretty much everybody on that road grows weed. You know okay, what I mean? or or as part of the business. So it's know? like to even go like 
You know, like, okay, I drove up north. We with... put it in duffel bags and I walked it out and put it in the trunk. Right, right. I mean, that was it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I drove up. It was, not... it was nighttime, but I mean, that was just because it was nighttime. We did it in the day. Okay. God, it just so I'm just thinking about uh, my wife and I did a car trip where we went from from L.A. I'm serious, L.A. to Seattle, and we got off the road because we we got it way up north, and we went to this part. You know, I talk to locals whenever I go places, and like, hey, where's you know, I don't know how to go to the tourist places. Where's the local kind of place? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was told about this. They're like, well, this is like a really gnarly thing, but it's like like what locals like who really live here. If you want to look for a cool place to like camp or go around. There's this place called uh, Usall State Park, or look for Usall Road. It was U S U L, and uh, he's like, "There's no signs for it, but it's written in chalk on the highway." And we're like, "What?" You know, it's just it was so cool right. sounding that we're like, "Oh, we got to try to find it." Right. And it's sure, like, it was just a true adventure. We're like, "God, where?" I, you know, is that it? No, no. And then finally, when you give up, all of a sudden you pass something. I was like, "Was that chalk on the road?" <laughs> and go up, and it's. U-S-U-L and then an arrow to this fucking driveway. I mean, it was just like, it looked like an abandoned trail. It had grass mm-hmm. growing where the tires would go. Like, you wouldn't think. But I'm like, well, let's fucking do it, I guess. And we start climbing up a fucking side of a hill. I mean, like the vehicle, we had rented an SUV. And I mean, it felt like it was a 50 degree or 60 degree angle. It was insanely steep, insanely narrow to where I was. Ner- I mean, I, I'm... I'm adventurous like that. I don't have problems with that shit. I got fucking nervous. Like, mm-hmm. how the fuck are we right. going to get off this? We what, ended up going what, to am, t- am I being sent down a road to get jacked? That, like, that, oh, yeah. That's what right. I. Where? That's what you have me thinking now. Because <laughs> when we went to this thing, it was... Yeah, I mean, I'd love to go back there now. But it was incredibly treacherous and scary to get there. We ran into... In fact, the reason we kept going is because we ran into a truck that had a trailer on the same road that we had to pull to the side. We had to put... Are two wheels off the road, like mm-hmm. in a very scary, like to where outstanding, like, okay, you have another six inches. Like, it was fucking terrifying. Is this like during the day? Is this nighttime Daytime. when you're going? Daytime? Daytime. And it was scary to see the people. Like, you don't realize how fucking safe we all are in communities or what, whatever, but when you get out where you know it's we're the only two people in this vast area and anything could oh, happen, yeah. you know? It, it Everything has a layer of, because it's like, this is terrifying for me to be here the fuck are you doing here with a trailer right or, or, right know, when people especially being something. out of town where you you can see somebody that's not from an area and go yeah they're from out of town and that's what and we look like that's what you look like and you're with your little wife and it's like that's <laughs> makes you vulnerable in a way because like you're saying whatever i don't know yeah, you yeah, know she yeah. doesn't help in a fight right so. yeah you're yeah. it's uh and then we ended up going down there and you get in it's right on the ocean it's in a hidden valley like crazy we end up there's no campsite, no like real campsites, even though that's what you see people kind of parked. There was three other groups in this giant area, right? And we're out on a walk, and I all of a sudden I see pots and pans hanging in these like trees and brush. Oh no! And I look, and I then I see a horse, like to where it, like startles me. There's just some dude out there living with this fucking horse, like in the. It, it was it was amazing. Like it was a incredibly, but he felt dangerous. You know, because what the right. fuck is this dude living out here in a horse, you know, with a horse? And the- what was, who was the guy that, like, the people that told you to go out there? Were they, like, they normal like seeming people? They seem like growers. Like, they seem like those types of people that you see on those shows. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like good people. Like, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I like those people. So it's, it's fine. But 
Anyway, you know, nothing really happened. It was terrifying getting out the next day. It was like oh, you stayed overnight. Stress. It all yeah. worked oh, out. Though. It was scary to stay there. Yeah, man, that's fantastic. It was great. No, it was yeah. an amazing, amazing. I would do it again in a second. Although I'd be hesitant <laughs> because I have kids now. <laughs> but whatever the case, it's like it sounds like in that area, just to veer off the road, you know, is a bit of a risk. You know, maybe I don't know. If people would fucking not take kindly to that, to you driving on, if it's four growers, ah, let's go Sunday drive down here. Well, when I, you know, when I went to off the road in my, uh, you know, in California there, I was following a guy. Yeah, yeah. So no, he, for sure. I yeah. was, I was, no, I get it. For I was you. in a, I was in a pretty safe situation. Yeah. But no, uh, and it, I love doing shit like that, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've gone to other countries by myself and like rented a car and drove out into the countryside and people were like what you're fucking nuts man are you crazy yeah and it's just like man i had the greatest time though yeah and i never had a problem yeah i never had a problem i, re- I understand problems happen but i grew up over north where problems happened in this area where i lived yeah you know that was fully populated i got more fights there and seen more gunshots and crazy shit you know than anywhere right. I, anywhere i've traveled right. to in the world you right know what i mean like so huh. it's like to 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 you know that that's probably why I didn't feel so like too worried out there. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm just not and, and fearful I mean, weed of is people not, as much. You know? you know, no, it's not like you went to buy. I can't like, think it's coke many, or something. And like yeah, that. exactly. I wonder how many people exactly. are getting killed over weed these days. Like really? Like I mean, is it? I mean, I would may, maybe it's a shit. Not like, many, but I mean, I don't know. Very, very few, and it's probably the money. That's what I would think. I mean, right. it's not. Someone it's stole the money. It's like somebody jacking in the in the exchange for the money. Yeah, yeah. What what kind of car did you? Pack it into. You see, you put I had it in the a, trunk. I had a brand new, like with like nine thousand miles on it, uh, Nissan Maxima. It's a beautiful vehicle. Did you rent? Was this it? yours? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you did. I rented yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drive your own car out there. And <laughs> that, yeah, gone. it would have been gone. Did been you gone. choose that vehicle, like for any reason? No. Nope. To blend in. Nope. To... You know, when you go to rent it, you know, it's like um, I, I rented it out of the Vegas airport, and uh, they're like. Well, you can go out there and choose, you know, anyone in this row. It was a, or rented a premium vehicle. They have a row of premium vehicles. And I was looking for license plates, you know, to see which one made the most sense. But all they had was fucking Texas and California. And I was just like, well, I definitely don't want a fucking Texas plate. And I'm going to California. So mm-hmm. that'll at least be good while I'm there. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. And in there. But uh, but then people hate California plates. Well, and the rest and, of the and dude, I'm telling you, man, this officer profiled me when he pulled me over, and it was because he saw a single guy driving a nice car with California plates. Yep. that's all. That's all it was. I all the to. other shit that he came up with afterwards was just justifying, you know, the fact that he found some shit. He had a. Oh, by the way, he had a canine with him. He was a trooper with a canine that I happened to get pulled over by. Right. So so yeah, and I, you know I want to get there. Let's just sit. So you're loaded up. You leave that night. What time? Like I mean, late at night or no, man. I I got all loaded up and I went. They, he had me set up in a different hotel. You know, the other end of town. I went there and uh, stayed that in, they had rented for you. Yep. yep. Did they I pay didn't, all your I expenses didn't put, on the way there? Like I, I mean, I was give, the car. I was it? yeah, like like I I rented the car in my name. You know, obviously, you know, you got to pretty much rent it in your name. Yeah, yeah. Implicate somebody else. I bought the ticket. That was paid for, you know, before I left here by the dude from here. And he hand you like two thousand bucks. And he gave me like he gave me fifteen hundred, you know, in case something happens or whatever. 
and uh, maybe it was like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred, something like that. You know, and I had some of my own money as well. You know, and uh, uh, and I actually bought some for myself while I was out there. You know, I mean, I was like, "Fuck it!" Oh, you did, right? Might as well. Oh yeah, yeah. increase increase the profit of the <laughs> trip. You know what I mean? Right. Like, fuck it. You know, how so, much did you buy for yourself? Uh, I had I had like forty five hundred dollars. So in the, out there, that that equals like you know six or seven pounds. Wow, like so that's that. a lot. So I mean, you were gonna make yeah. a move for yourself, kind of in yeah. a sense, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I was just gonna get a really good deal, and yeah. You know, sell yeah, it. Do, do you didn't have there. a big distribution model set up. You're just gonna no, sell it, like the right? bulk of it was going to the, you know, going back to the other dude. But yeah, uh, you know that. Yeah, it would it would have been, you know, making it more like a twenty thousand dollar trip. You know, yeah. instead of a twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollar trip or something like that. So so. When you went to the hotel, uh, first of all, what kind of hotel? Like, is it a really nice, like an embassy like, suite? So that you're not like I'm picturing like a Motel Six where yeah, like, all no, the rooms I, are I think, facing the I outside. I think it was a Best Western or something like that. You okay, know? but I mean, it's a small town. They don't have like a Hilton, right? You know what I mean. So I mean, they're, they're the the one that I stayed in the first night was like a small inn, and then mm-hmm. the the one the second night was the Best Western, um, and I I pretty much. Didn't sleep much that night. I got up at like That's six. That's exactly what I was going to I, I got up yeah. at like 5.36 the next morning, made a little hotel coffee and got in the car and dipped, you know. And and were you like, okay, when I used to score heroin, like I used to say one of the reasons that I did it is because like every single time you got in the car after getting it, like when you get on the freeway right away, it was like you pulled off a bank robbery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I just like, I like doing illegal shit in a sense. Like it was kind of like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It was, I definitely yeah. had a buzz. I was not missing weed or anything like that. Right. You know what I mean? I was just like, wow, this is amazing. I got a fucking trunk load of weed. Yeah. I'm about to drive back to Minnesota and it's going to make be some great. fucking money. And especially thinking of the 12 grand or yeah, whatever make, you're going to make. Make some money. And I was already thinking about the next time I was going to come back and like how I had met all these people. Yeah. And like everybody was like, yeah, man, if, if you're in with so and so, you're in with us. You know what I mean? So. Come on back out, and you know we'll take care of you, and you know all this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like, all right, man, this is fucking sweet. I just made like the the contact that I've been looking for, or, or I mean, I probably could have found it locally, you know. But I, these guys were growing it out there, you yeah. Know? And that's like no, I said, different. that's that's what I was into, and and so no, it was exciting, man. It was exciting, and I didn't get nervous. Like I was very confident. Like after it sat in the in the trunk all night. And I went out in the morning before I left, and I opened the trunk and like, you know, took a nothing, big yeah. whiff, and it was nothing. I was like, sweet, I'm yeah, so, I'm so good. You know what I mean? Because that was that was my if worry. It, like, if it, yeah, what were you gonna do if it stunk? Do you think the same thing, but be more nervous? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah right, right, right. I don't, right I didn't, so at that point, there's probably not much. I didn't you can have do. another plan. We we're gonna triple bag it, you know, <laughs> right, some right. Shit. That's what I don't know. Bring it into right. the hotel room and redo it. Yeah, you know, I might like, slather it in peanut yeah. butter. Or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put yeah. it in jars yeah. of peanut butter. Coffee throw, cans. throw a rotten fish in back. Or I something. always heard I there was know. a um, met. It was someone around uh, the border, Canadian border, who was telling us we're waiting there because I got pulled aside. So I was going to do comedy there, and I got pulled aside for the work permits and all that. It's fucking yeah. big pain in the ass. But whatever the case. Someone was there, and, and we were talking because we are watching this dude get his car ripped apart. And the guy said, yeah, those those dogs are amazing. Like, I've, I've seen one that they – the guy put his weed or, you know, whatever it was in a medicine bottle that he took a jar of peanut butter that he 
hollowed it out, dropped the medicine bottle in there, peanut butter, and then re-vacuum sealed it and litted it, and and the and the dog uh, marked it. Apparently, I don't know. I don't but, have that much confidence in the dogs, man. Yeah, the, the dog in my situation supposedly hit when he was in the car. Um, there was never any in the car, right? And there was never any in the car, and and the and the the tell for the dog was to sit down, lay down, or just stop. You know, there wasn't a bark or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a, it was a stop movement. He jumped into the open window and jumped back out in like ten seconds. You know, and I was like, I was thinking about it afterwards, like that's not enough time to really stop and like give the tell and you know jump out. You yeah, know what I mean, like. But the cop was like, you can hear him on the audio. He was like, yeah, I don't know. He might have been sniffing at his backpack in the back seat there or something like that. You know, I mean, he wasn't even even concerned. And then on the video, um, the dash cam, because so the dash cam can't see the dog in the car, but he walked him back and forth around the trunk like three, four, five times, and that dog did not stop. Right. You know, not until he stopped walking. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. when, when he stopped walking, the dog stopped and sat down. Right. And he put him back in the car and was like, well, why did my dog hit? You know, we're going to search your vehicle. And so they make it so that the dog hit. Right. Because, right. yeah. What, <sighs> like, tell us about shit. getting pulled over then and how far into your trip and all that shit. So I made it. I, I drove all the way from um, Northern California to Jackpot, Idaho, which is just north of the Nevada-Idaho border in the kind of the eastern part of the state. And uh, Jackpot is like on an Indian reservation. They got a couple of casinos there. And I was in this dive-ass hotel because all the, the nice hotel across the street was completely booked. You know, I'm fucking like fucking sticky carpet. Like, don't take your fucking mm-hmm. shoes off type <laughs> shit. Yeah. And they allow pets and there was a fucking dog in the room next to me barking. I like went back and was like, dude, I need a different room. You know, like, this fucking dog won't shut the fuck up. You know, and the, and the person wasn't even in there. The dog was just a little, little right. dog was just fucking going at it, but whatever. So, um, I got up before, before light, you know, it, it wasn't like a real great sleeping situation, you know, I was yeah. just, you know, I'm so worried, that's your I'm worried, first night. Yeah. That was my first night or, with it. I'm like first it. night, like in Idaho. Cause you slept, did you sleep before that? Yeah. Because There's I thought you went to sleep the in best California. Western, yeah. The, the, yeah. Yeah. No, I stayed two nights in California. Okay. Yeah, and then so then you drove what eight hours, six hours, whatever it was. It was probably it was it was probably like ten. Maybe, oh, it was maybe okay. twelve to, to get because I drove back flight. down all pretty much to San Francisco through Sacramento through Reno, and then you keep heading east from Reno, and uh, uh, you you have to make the choice at some point to go to Utah or Idaho. Yeah, I was choosing to go up through Idaho and was going to go through Yellowstone. Boy, was there a reason? Like a fucking... Was there a reason for that one, or did you contemplate? Well, maybe yeah. I'll do this one. Maybe I'll well, do this. Well, so one. I was told. I was told Utah was the worst place. Like, oh, the, okay. like the guy out there was telling me a story of his buddy got busted and went went to jail in Utah, and he was like, "Yeah, they suck," and they try to convert you to be a Mormon or some shit like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then so he was like, "Yeah, stay the fuck away from Utah." You know. And, get, and definitely, guy. and definitely, don't go down and around because then it looks like you're coming up from Texas or Mexico. Yeah, you know. So Idaho is it. You know, yeah. that's, you get you only got so many choices, and uh, and you know, I could have went north and and made it through the the small part of Idaho, but I figured I'm not getting pulled over. I yeah, ain't, I ain't breaking. I'm just gonna obey the. I'm not the breaking law. any laws. There's no reason for anybody to pull me over. You know, I'm a 40 year old white guy in mm-hmm. a nice car. 
It's Labor Day weekend, the busiest driving holiday of the fucking week. Which or, or you chose year. that for for yeah for a reason. Yeah. Which to me, I was like, and and I get it completely. I, I think you did the right thing. But my first instinct was, ah, oh, they always pull people over on those holiday weekends. Right. I was yeah. I but, feel like there's more. It's like New Year's Eve odds, when they're looking for more better. people. You know, like but, I mean, but it's because right. there's so many more people. Yeah. Right. Right. And and Labor Day is like different from new year's eve because it's like right. family vacation right exactly you know what i mean shit like that's happening so so tell us about the like when the lights went on so like that was earlier second day or was it so okay i'm gonna go back just a little before that okay because it was it was crazy right so i get out i leave jackpot before before the sun comes up it's still dark out it's like 5 30 in the morning or whatever i'm gonna try to hurry up and get through idaho i got about two hours to get through idaho I get about two miles down the road from Jackpot, and the fucking road is blocked, and there's cops everywhere, man. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I, I, felt, I was like, there's no way I can just turn around right now because there's like fucking 10 cops Right, you look suspicious there. as hell. Traffic is all at a park, right? You know what I mean? Parked on the, on the fucking – this is like a two-lane desert road, basically. And I'm just like, oh, my God, all right, whatever. This is nothing. Just stay cool. You know, it's all right. And sitting there thinking, man, what the fuck is going on? Because it's not moving. About 10 minutes after sitting there, you know, and contemplating turning around many times, like somebody else did it. And I was like, damn, they didn't follow him. Right. Like, Maybe I should do it. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, Was your heart going? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah like crazy. Yeah. And I'm really, dude, when I get nervous, I get really calm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't start like getting weird and shit. I just, I'm like, my heart's beating, but I'm just sitting there just like, you know, like, okay, what the fuck? Thinking, you know, yeah. just stay cool, stay cool. It's nothing. Stay cool. And then a, a helicopter lifted off and got out of there. Turns out it was just like a bad accident or a dude rolled over, ended up dying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. But I just like, oh my God, traffic went through. So I go past like, you know, all these cops. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, fucking, which uh, which in a sense I know how that is. I know how my brain would think. It'd be like, ah, there's a close call. I fucking escaped it. Right, there's my like, one. There's time my I thing. And yeah, that's exactly no. how. I, yeah, no, that's pretty much what I thought. I was like, uh, like yeah, like, I'm. It's gonna fucking happen. Like, god you know, damn it. Right, and yeah. And you're yeah. almost like laughing at that point now as you're going by. Yeah, going all the pressures. And, yeah, yeah. You know, like when a, you're driving and you're speeding. And you see the lights in your rear view and you're like, fuck. And you start slowing down and getting over and the cop goes past you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right. I'm all right here. And then an hour and a half later, whatever, you know, I'm in two thirds of the way through Idaho and uh, coming up on a town called Pocatello. And uh, state troopers and the perpendicular to the interstate, you know, it's two lanes on each side or whatever interstate and speed limits 80 semis it's like 65 and um i'm doing 80 you know and the dude's sitting there in the center median and you know I, he wasn't the first cop that i had gone past either you know right yeah. and so i you know tap my brake and slow down a little bit because i'm at the same time passing a semi you know and uh, you want it to look like you're you, going faster or whatever it's well just, it's also what you people come up, do when they see cops right yeah, tap the brakes yeah. it's almost like to look it's a law it mm-hmm. turns out in a lot of states, you have to slow down or get over. Well, I'm in the oh, process man. of passing a semi, and the semis are going so much slower than you. I would have had to slow down to like 65, you know, or whatever that semi was doing, you know, and, uh, or, and 
slow down a little bit as I'm going past him. It was my feeling, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I believe Minnesota, it's actually a law, you know. You right. have to, oh, yeah. If it's safe to, to get over, yeah, you have to get over, You have to get over, and if you can't, you have to slow down, you know. Mm-hmm. And and anyway, I only slowed down to 70, which is like our fucking speed limit here, you know. 80 just yeah. seemed fast. And, uh, you know, later on in the testimony, he said that was suspicious, that I slowed down, you know. <laughs> And then that's why all those laws they they just fucked like we we gave oh. the we gave law enforcement everything with all those things. Well, and that's why they say don't say anything, mm-hmm. even if even just don't say anything because anything you say they can twist around later and say oh that was suspicious. Right. Even if and you're that's right, what and ended you're wrong. up happening exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was no big deal. Like when he pulled me over and he's like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, oh, yeah, what you doing? Oh yeah, you know, no big deal, right? So when the lights went on, though, and he went behind you, like, I mean, did that, like, I mean, is it instant sweat for a minute? You know what I mean? Just that instant when you see the lights go on. I mean, my heart, it's kind of the same thing as what happened before. You know, your heart starts beating, but I get really calm. Yep. You know, and uh, I was just like, all right, man, what the fuck is this dude doing? You know, I kind of got upset a little bit, you know, because I was just like, I didn't do a fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck is this dude pulling me over right now? And you're confident. In the stuff in the trunk because it's double bagged, you smell it, so you're not even contemplating like, oh, I have to run because he's clearly gonna find. Oh us. yeah, and you're not run. Go ahead and run from a trooper, right? In Idaho, yeah, right. there's like there's like two interstates. <laughs> yeah, you know, like good luck, you know, and and wide open range and desert and shit everywhere, at least in southern Idaho where I was at, and so I'm uh. He he turns on his lights and he pulls me over. He said, "You know, you know why I pulled you over?" I said, "No, sir, I don't." You know? Oh, uh, you didn't have your link, your blinker on for a full five seconds, you know? And I'm just like, oh, really? That's just fucking so <laughs> I, goddamn devastating. I said, is that even against the law? He's like, oh yeah. Is there any reason why I should smell like marijuana in here? I was like, no, you know, it's a rental car, but no, it don't smell like weed, marijuana in here. And uh, and he pulled me out of the car, man, and started fucking right away talking about drugs. You know, uh, 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 he's let's see, how did he put it? I'm familiar with trends and tra- and drug trafficking. You don't have anything illegal in here, do you? I'm like, no. I'm familiar with trends in drug trafficking. Yeah, and I mean, like, so in a way, they, they got to people... know, like, okay, here are the three major highways that go from California they must to have been the sent, like, so they, mm-hmm. And those they know guys must have been for. sending people down that corridor because a bunch of people got busted in mm-hmm. Utah, I suppose. So if you're in the wrong part of that flow, you know what I mean? Like, well, and there's, was... like you said, there's there's really only... Yeah. You know, maybe six from north to south major interstates going east and west through the mountains like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's not, and maybe not even six, you know, I mean, it might not even be yeah. that many. If you could do it over again, would you um, hire like a, or have a girlfriend come or something like that to, to make it look? I think if you have more people in the car, it looks better, but then you got more people in the car and you got to deal with that dynamic yeah. of it as well. Right. You know, I think if I had to do it again, I would have just not said anything. You know when he, so what I was told to say is if you, if you're pulled over, um, they come up and they say, well, you know, because they do it for everything, right? Even if it's a speeding ticket or anything like that, mm-hmm. and even if you're not doing anything, you know, say, you know, um, I don't mean to be rude, officer, but I'm not here to answer questions. You know, I'll take my ticket, please. Mm-hmm. And if they say something else, you know, am I free to go? Am I being detained? Because legally, right. They haven't. You haven't given them anything probable to cause. manipulate yeah. into probable cause, and so it, it raises the bar for for them to be able to conduct that search. 
so he was he was able to establish probable cause, and the judge agreed with him in our our uh, evidence suppression hearing. Based off of, it was suspicious that I slowed down when I passed him. It was he said so that bizarre. it he said it looked like I was in an upright, rigid position when I passed him. I sit up straight in the seat because it's better on my back. Like I wasn't. He said it looked like I was trying to hide behind the D pillar, which is the pillar between the front and. He could all he could tell all of this naturally by as, as you're going by. seventy past yes, him. Yes. Oh well, yeah, man. And uh Jesus Christ, I just I fucking hate this guy already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Like, I mean I you know, I, I you know, I okay, so I don't hate the dude, but it's just like this the system that allows this is yeah. is totally fucked. No, it's true. Right. You know what I mean? And uh there's a the lot dude, of good cops the, we have the, on the show. So I'm the dude is that. doing what I've got some very good cop friends, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like the dude is doing his job and if He's maybe overzealous and doesn't understand, and 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 maybe he truly thinks that there's a problem with you know the drug trafficking, dr- mm-hmm. driving marijuana from California to Minnesota needs to be cut off in Idaho, you know, and he's doing the Minnesota a favor or some shit like that. I don't know, man. He didn't. He wasn't like being a jerk to me, you know. It's just that he wrote up all this thin ass shit that turned into probable cause. Um, he said he could see my carotid artery pulsating. And Holy shit. <laughs> like, fucking evil like eye. He's, he said that, you know, I was trembling when I was talking. He's like, you listen to the audio, dude. I wasn't trembling. Right. You know, he had, he didn't have, they don't have body cams, but they have a microphone on them and then a dash cam. It's like, I wasn't trembling, you know? And, uh, you know, he said that it was suspicious that I had flown out to Las Vegas and rented a car to drive back. I was like, man, I got vacation time. I wanted to go to Vegas and then I wanted to, you know, drive back through Yellowstone, you mm-hmm. know? So, but all of that shit, I should not have said anything because all of that he was able to turn around and use against me mm-hmm. and convince the judge, you know, that he, he had the reason for probable cause to conduct the search to begin with, because that's what the evidence suppression hearing was based off of. Did he have probable cause to initiate a drug investigation and in the in the my my lawyers got to cross-examine him twice and he admitted that when i drove past him he was suspicious and when i pulled when he pulled me over that he was conducting a drug investigation immediately so he had probable cause when he pulled me over according Mm -hmm. to the judge which is thin bullshit you yeah. know, and and like I said, I've actually, I've got some very close friends who are police, and none of them. I mean, they they know that this type of shit exists, mm-hmm. but they're just like, man, if they really had you on some probable cause, they won't be saying shit like your carotid artery was pulsating. Everybody right. who gets pulled over, you know, you get is, nervous. Is it is nervous exactly, and like that's not that's not probable cause. But the judge, in the judge's ruling, um, he said that. Individually, none of those things were sufficient probable for probable cause, but collectively they paint a picture that was sufficient probable cause. And it, to me, it's like saying, like, okay, so you got an apple, 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 apple. Okay, none of that's probable cause, but but collectively they make an orange. You know, and it's just like, man, this shit fruit is smuggler. <laughs> fruit, fruit smuggler. smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just like, man. It, it's crazy, and then you know, uh, 
it was also, you know, told to me that, you know, well, he's in an elected position and if he goes against, you know, if he calls this cop out as having a bad bust, there's potential political ramifications for him. Sure. So, um, yeah. What? So that cop, was it weird to see him at the hearings and mm-hmm. stuff like that? I shook his hand, though, every time, man. Yeah. You know, and he actually told me, you know, um, I wish you luck, and uh, uh, I think we'll be able to work this out. You know, I think I don't think, and and that was when I was still facing five years, and then they dropped it to, to three years. So yeah, I I just hate <clears throat> when they like, um, I don't know when they, sometimes, like you're not morally guilty. Like you and I discussed in the pre-interview, mm-hmm. you don't feel that way, and I don't feel that way, and it's like. When they say things to you like, well, you know, I just hope that you can grow from this or whatever. I don't know. Those kind of things. Like, that would set me the oh, fuck off. Yeah. It's, yeah. All the, like, the condescending, like, yeah. I'm a better person than you are, and maybe one day you'll get to. Yeah, like, yeah. I know you don't get it improve now. Improve from uh, this, right. Yeah. When you're my age. So, when, uh, when, you, when I did the change of plea hearing, um, after I lost the evidence suppression hearing, you know, then change your plea, and they, they agreed to drop it from tier three to tier two. And I did the the change of plea hearing, and uh, when you when you enter in your a plea of guilty, the judge wants to like um, certify it or whatever, right? So he asks you a bunch of questions, and so he's asking me like, "Do you understand how you who you hurt? Do you understand who the victim is? Do you understand you know like?" And I'm just me. I'm, and I'm thinking. Victim. I'm trying to figure it out. Like you know, I mean, I I, I guess the dealer I had to kind say of because I, I deprived him of money. I had to or... say what I had to say. Yeah, what was in my head was one thing. What I had to say was another thing. Yeah, but I had to be like, yeah, and the the the, the people of Idaho, and you know, like even though I don't know a <laughs> the fucking people of Idaho, I don't, people of Idaho, I don't know a fucking person. I apologize person to the <laughs> the taxpayers. You know? Sorry like, for driving. In the charges, it's like or... you know, may God. Uh, be with us and and prosecute you to the fullest what for the, the f- offense against the great state of Idaho. And it's just like, man, oh my gosh! All right, All right. So guys, this is I the like, worst fucking state in the union. I like people North everywhere, Dakota. man. Like, and I don't harbor hey, any. Now. It's cool <laughs> oh, with the North yeah, Dakota sorry. stuff. Hey, Bison. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have any ill will towards any of these people, you know. And, Did you at first? Not really, man. Not really. You know, to be honest with you, the cop that pulled me over looked and sounded just like one of my cousins. It was the strangest thing, right? Really? You know, just like, yeah, one of my cousins from Iowa. I was like, Matt, is that you? When you got this pulled is, over. This is odd. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you got pulled over, did you, was your mind, like when it came in, was like, I'm fucked. This is over. Or was it, or do you. When he said he, when he, said he was going to search the car, you know. And he had me stand out in front of the car. You know, he said me stand on the side of the road, like 20 yards in front of the car or whatever. And he had called another backup officer by then or whatever to watch me or whatever while, I was, while he was searching the car. And, um, when, I mean, once that happened, I was just thinking like, yeah. yeah. And I'm sitting there looking at these houses because it was like a little suburb of, of uh, Pocatello kind of. And I'm thinking, man, I could jump that fence and, you know, yeah. get it. You know, right. and I was just like, no, I mean, flip flops. I ain't going yeah. nowhere. There's What's like, up? Oops, sorry, go ahead. It was like thorns and shit, you know, like yeah. de- desert cactus type shit or whatever. But, Did yeah. he pull out his gun when he found, or when he saw the weed? No, he never pulled out his gun. Yeah, the benefits of being white. I was going to say, like, I've had, really like, good, yeah. I've been pulled over for, like, there's still a few benefits speeding left over. or whatever, like, and been, like, on my way home from work and get, like, the, 
slow walk with like the flashlight looking through like the back windshield yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, dude like what what are you doing like it's i got pulled over once and the cop comes out and he's got his fucking gun drawn and he's kind of I'm like what the fuck is this guy's problem and yeah. i'm like gee you know but it's scary because it's like you don't and uh and ends up i was driving home from college and i had my hole at a subaru like uh hatchback thing and it was all packed with my shit so i couldn't see behind me and Back in that time, I got sublime fucking <laughs> pulled up, full volume. And it's like, and I didn't hear him. He had been following me for miles. Oh, <laughs> like, with the sirens Jesus. on. So he's like, what are you running for? What are you running? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I saw you and I pulled over right away. And then he like, he like ended up, I mean, I was a, I looked 13 when I was 18. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, and I'm a white guy. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway. Um, so... Oh, what? Uh, what? At what point did he get the dog out of the car? Like, did you find out that there was a dog in the car? Like, cause oh, the... as soon as he pulled me over, I heard the dog barking. Oh, okay, you okay. Know. So it wasn't he's got weed, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Um. So you get you go to jail. You have a hearing the next morning, I assume. No, it was so Sunday morning. I got arraigned. It's Labor Day weekend, so there's no court on Monday. Oh fuck that! And so <laughs> yeah, was, that's where you fucked up with labor. It was right? Tuesday mid morning when I got arraigned, and uh, they they set my um, bond at twenty five thousand, and which um, means you have to pay two fifty two hundred two thousand five hundred. Oh, it is two thousand five hundred. Yeah, yeah, and the, and that's the fee for the bond. Right, right. So you don't get that back. You know? Okay, and uh, and if you don't show up, then you lose twenty five thousand plus all of the costs associated with them capturing you. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah. That's what it says in the contract. That's what the dude told me. So what? What? Um, what were those nights like? It like I mean, did you cry in jail? I uh, I cried a little bit when I got on the phone with my mom. Yes, of course. And I and it was when I was getting off the phone. You know, and I yeah. just felt like fuck. What I'm a such, failure! Yeah. I'm such a fucking asshole right now. I'm fucking yeah. calling my mom from jail at yeah. 40 years old. You know, like mom, can you post bond for me? Cause you know, I didn't have access to any of my money, right? To, to post it for myself, you right? Know? It's like, uh, so yeah. What? It what? Was, it was. How it, much time do you get for that phone call? And what part in the process is that? Like, I mean, do you go? Sleep overnight in jail? Is that as soon as you get to the jail, you, you call? They give you one free phone call to a number, and you get like 30 seconds or a minute. And um, you have to basically get on the phone and tell the person, hey, man, um, I need you to put money. You know, they're going to ask you for your credit card or whatever, and I need you to pay for this so we can talk. Okay. Or give them your credit card or whatever, and then then they'll reconnect us back up. I've been called from jail before, you times. know. But yeah, yeah. Really and so I, the, my first friend that I called, he was very cool, and he was, you know, because I, I, at first you're probably like, I want to keep this away from my family. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get out of this. I'm gonna manage this, however uh, yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. And he was like, dude, I don't have twenty five hundred right now. And I was just like, ah, you know, fuck, man, you know. And I was just, all right, I just call my folks, you know. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. Is that phone call just so? I guess I still don't didn't even hear. So is that right when you get back to the jail? I'm just wondering if you like sleep on it overnight, like thinking about that call, or is it? I, I, I well, I got arrested at eight thirty in the morning. Okay. So by that afternoon, God, morning would, too. It, yeah, it's like even less likely to get checked. And, you'd think and you know Memorial I mean? Day. That's Labor the Day. End, Labor or Labor Day, Day. That's end of the month, beginning of the month. 
September. It's like the September. first Monday. It's the first in September Monday. Oh, okay, is never mind. Then. I was like, if it's end of the month, that's like the whole like quota. More likely to get pulled over. No, I was I was going at a you know what seemed about the best time. Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, as far for sure as morning. Far as, uh... I'll drive drunk in the morning. <laughs> for real, <laughs> that, that's it's not even illegal. I don't think. I mean, they're not looking not if for you it. Slept. It makes me thirsty. Right. If, you, if you took a nap beforehand, you're not even considered drunk anymore. Right. Yeah, I slept for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sober now. Uh, what? Uh, I don't know, like, even at that point, are you sitting there in prison going, like, or jail, whatever, going, like, you know, I'm going to get, like, they don't fucking put people in jail for weed, like, you I had know no, I, mean? I had no idea what the, what the laws were. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't look at every fucking state that I was going to be driving through, right? I'm, I'm familiar with Minnesota. And yeah. that was it. And, and so. What, what would I, happen if you were arrested here for that same thing, do you think? I, I would have been arrested I would have been it would have been a similar probably like 25,000 or something like that um and they don't we don't have mandatory minimums here though. Okay. So I wouldn't be looking at a mandatory sentence. More than likely I would get time. But they would be able to take into account you know my whole life leading up to this, you know, and, and yeah. everything else whereas when you have a mandatory minimum it's just oh you did this you get that. Right. Period. Doesn't matter. Not, not, nothing else matters. So damn. yeah, and also I was sitting in jail in a in a room about the size of this uh, studio here with nine other guys, and um, the pod was completely full. Like they're overbooked, right? And so this room was actually supposed to be some sort of classroom in the pod, but they had converted it into extra extra beds and um, whatever man i mean it wasn't it 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 wasn't a horrible experience you know um i didn't have Did you any... connect with like with yeah I, talk, I, I talked to people but i wasn't really talking about what i was in there for or anything like that but why is that i, I, like, I don't I mean i would just think that's all you all talk right, about. Yeah. i didn't feel yeah. that i didn't feel it necessary you know what yeah. i mean i was just like you know weed what were the and other everybody I, else so, almost everybody was guy, in there for heroin or meth oh almost everybody. as a white guy i would just be like you know, I'm in here just for non-pedophile-related charges. <laughs> I'd, I'd want to really put that out there first. I thing. was in like, a non-violent nope. drug unit. Like they have like oh, okay. separate units in the I in see. the jail. You know, so I'd they don't, still want to be. They don't just, this, this is, is not, not a mix-up. Yeah. I wasn't like uh, connecting pedophiles with one another right. or anything because no. no. that could be non-violent, yeah. maybe. But right. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. I want to be misconstrued. Is what I'm saying. Everybody was pretty much in there for a reoffense. Okay. You know what I mean? They have they had already no had some in there. they had, had some no they had, had some prior drug offense and then they were back in there for another offense, you know, or, or violating the probation or or whatever. They're almost exclusively everybody in that whole thing. So um Monday morning or was it two Monday or Tuesday morning, you know, uh, I'm sitting out there at one of the tables and I befriended a older guy and you know, he was kind of, you know, telling me uh, you know like oh that guy's an asshole that guard's cool you know you know just you'll be fine you know it's not it's not this isn't a big deal in here and he had been in there for like a year or whatever was getting out that tuesday and uh so i'm sitting there talking to this dude and there's you know a couple other dudes on the other side of the table or whatever you know in their conversation this guy walking by with the newspaper right and he's looking at the newspaper and he kind of does like this this is you oh you're a celebrity 
Dude, I was on the fucking front page of the newspaper, so oh, everybody Jesus. found out why I was in right, like, right there. Yeah. And then you know the fucking crowd is like, "Hey, I need to get with you, man. What are you gonna? What are you doing when you get out? I need to get your number." And it's just like, dude, this is the last Dude, fucking the thing fuck I'm doing. This is the last bro, fucking thing fucking I'm doing planning. right now, man. You know what I mean? I'm fucking in jail, dude. I got busted. Right. You see, did you read? I'm me? the fucking worst guy at this profession. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm in yeah, jail. yeah, yeah. One not, time and I got caught. Right. Yeah. One fucking one. time yeah. I got yeah. popped, man. It's fucking horrible luck. And then, and do you still like? Do you suspect it all like? set up or whatever because it, it is very conspicuous right it, like it, uh, it, it it's hard to know man and and right. i suspect it sure but no no absolutely and when no. you go back over it is there anything that makes you think more than other things like that it could be like i mean to me this would be very slick but that whole like no utah you don't want to do because utah's it you know like but if it's a real setup they wouldn't leave it to your choice well, right. and like every every new car has like satellite connection in it. Like yeah, they can, GPS. They can ping you anywhere. Yeah, they can ping your license. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had I had I had I'm a burner the for the trip, but I had my cell phone with me that I kept on airplane mode. But I'm pretty sure that you know that's just like a thing for us, right? You know, yeah. like they could still oh, probably yeah. ping that any, yeah anytime. It, well, and because too, like if there was another guy or another group that was sending maybe like coke or more weed than what you had. Where they like send the first car through with an acceptable loss amount, and then yeah. that ties the police up, and then the second car with the big score yeah, goes that's all what the way they through. They do. I mean, they they do that. That's known. And and, and there's um, the there's here in Minneapolis, according to we did a a, a Crip um, episode, and he was just adamant that you know I asked about is there like a heroin kingpin in town? Like, is there someone who really runs it for the whole time? And he's like, he's like, well, no. And he's like, well. Sort of. He's like, there's one guy who kind of like runs it, but he's like, but he's a motherfucking cop. And I was just like, what? And yeah. then, so he, it ends up he wasn't a cop, but he was an informant. And all the cops know that's what he does. But so he said there's many guys that he sold 10 packs to somebody. And then, you know, he turns that guy over to the cops. And, mm-hmm. and as far as the police go, and, and this is allegedly, obviously, but, but it, it's right. like one of those things where they go, either we can chase around to figure out who the, heroin distributor is all the time you know keep popping weasels or whatever or you can just kind of accept it as a stasis or whatever as a arrangement like i can see it you know yeah and that's like to think of them like if that's something from their end that it was an acceptable loss or hey we got to give someone over i don't know i'm not saying that i mean it's the the lawyer that i hired it was the first thing he said you know he said man you sure you didn't get you know somebody didn't set you up Cause that's pretty random for a guy waiting, you know, on the side of the road where you're coming down. But nobody knew the exact way I was going. But you know, yeah, it, there's technology that could have easily estimated, you know, they could have put I a mean, tracker that, on your that, fucking car, probably. That, probably, that yeah. inter, yeah, sure. And right. that interstate that I was on, I mean, I was on for an hour before I ran into that guy. So yeah, but I don't, I don't know. It's um, I've I've gone over it plenty of times in my head, and I can't. You know, job. It's not worth a, the energy a con- anyway. Yeah. A conclusion, and either way, it's not going to take away. Like, so I find out I got set up by somebody. Now what? Right. Now you have a lifetime and of anger that, towards that. Somebody, and yeah. like, do people get set up with weed nowadays? Like, I feel like they would. I think so. Because it's think cheaper. So? I think so. Because it'd be a cheaper if you're a, you know. I mean, whatever. Potentially. Potentially. Man. It all, yeah, it all depends. Not, yeah. Like, so it, my case could have gone federal because it was over fifty pounds, but federal they they didn't even want it. You know, because right. it's not that big. Right, Six, sixty-five sounds like a lot, but it's not that big. Right, you know, um, and 
I don't know, man. It's it's hard to know if somebody set you up, and if they if they did, I got not much I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll stop being friends with them or something. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna like, take away your friendship. I don't like you anymore. Right, right. You know? Yeah, it, it really sucks not having a crew, doesn't it? There's some goons or whatever so you can actually right, do yeah, something some about muscle. it. Stuff well, and I'm not nice that guy. type of guy. Man. No, like, I know. I'm just you know, saying. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think that drugs need to be, you know, like fucking Jeff Sessions. Like drugs and violence go hand in hand. They, right. they, 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 it's just the way it is. It's always been that way, and that's how it goes. No, yeah. man. No, I, I, I know violence much more outside of the realm of drugs. You know what I mean? Like people that I knew that were getting shot at one over drugs. It was over other shit you know yeah right you, you fucking shot my cousin and now i'm shooting you or you know what i women. mean yep. yeah <laughs> um yeah so you're getting ready to go into jail are you training prison. yeah are you what what's your mindset do you have a plan for day one i mean a i lived in the woods for about a year like yes. we talked about it earlier so i mean being being alone with my thoughts is not a terrorizing you know feeling or or, or situation so I look forward to it and in in many aspects, you know, I'm gonna be able to have three years of sober time to, you know, really gather my thoughts and, and um uh I have been doing a little bit of training as far as like just working out a little bit, you know. Yeah. Just to that's kind of personal. I also Self defense um, stuff? I was I, a little bit. I was advised also to, you know, um uh before I had this drug and alcohol evaluation to basically quit smoking weed because it might test me and that might negatively impact you when right because because so this report goes to the judge and they give you a score and then that that's what he uses to determine if i'm going to get more time so anything i could do to decrease that score potentially you know and so i haven't really been smoking weed so working out is Mm -hmm. it's been a good thing i've been drinking plenty you know, but yeah, you know, I mean, you know, how do you spend these? Like, I mean, what are your plans for the next 10 days? Like, what do you, you know, like, I mean, what, where's your mindset? What are you, it, I mean, I'm, I'm spending time with family and friends. Um, I mean, just about every day is, is booked up right now. People meeting with somebody, all kinds or... of people want to do stuff with me. Um, I've got to get my taxes done. I got to sell my car. I got to move out. You know what I mean? So I'm tying up, tying up loose ends, which I'm, I'm in a really good situation with all that. It'll all be fine, you know, relatively easy. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. So uh, why are you in a good situation with that? Because to me, I would think that would be, well, I, I rent, don't know. I rent from one of my best friends. Okay. Okay. So that's easy. And I got another friend um, and, and his friend that are going to move in there. So I, I was able to set that up. Yeah. Um, I've, I've somebody, another friend is ready to buy my car. Um, you know, as soon as I'm ready to give it over to her, okay. you know, and, and you're self-employed or well, I'm, <laughs> no, I've been, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm self-employed, right, man. Right, I mean, right. I've been doing, you know, I do carpentry landscaping That's right. That's right. Yeah. and, uh, work for a set builder or whatever. So yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've waiting for my 1099 from him and then I'll do my taxes. Hopefully he gets it to me very soon. You know, I've got a limited amount of time here, but, um, what do you do financially? I'm eating like a motherfucker. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've, I'm just watching my belly grow and I don't yeah. give a fuck. You know? Yeah. It's like so it's all everything that lost. sounds good, I eat it. You know, I went yeah. to I went to Florida for a week, the week before last, you know, and uh, I have a friend down there in Marco Island. And so I spent time in Marco Island in Naples. And I got another friend in Miami. So I drove to Miami for the weekend, had a killer Saturday night. Clo- you know, yeah. I, well, okay, we didn't close it down. I left the club at 5 a.m. 
Yeah, you know, it was. Might it, as well be it, closing it, it down. It goes. It goes till eight. Yeah. Right? Okay. We did bottle service. You know, fucking. It's, it was a great time. You know, and it, getting laid. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it, it was it <laughs> like was, I mean for real. Like, are you making a focus like a checklist? On, like, like, I got some fucking pussy. Not, before. not as much, man. I mean, obviously, like, uh, um, I was like getting laid. Of course, pretty yeah. Much, yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like a pretty cool thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it, and it, especially since this shit has happened, though, it's been a weird thing, man. Because I think about like thoughts start going through my head when I'm ready to fuck, and I, it's just like. It's, it's like, yeah. damn, you know, when I meet a girl, you know, and I'm like, damn, I, you know, kind of want to date you. Like, I, I don't even want to get be, connected. But I might be going to jail here, you know, right. very, very shortly, you know, or some shit like that. So, is it embarrassing to say to people? It's, uh, I don't know if embarrassing is the right word. It's, it's, um, I feel like, uh, some people are not going to react in a in a cool way to it yeah. so it's like a, maybe a little apprehensive you know when you when you say it like you know i don't know how you you know are you gonna are you gonna be like ooh, that's making my pussy wet or, yeah yeah he's a bad boy that, yeah. and when it's like weed yeah. related it's not like you murdered somebody or whatever else and so everybody kind of lessons everybody yeah. that i have they told kind of has been totally with cool with it you yeah know what i mean like not one person has been like oh i can't believe you do that you know, is it, it, does it get, when people say, like I've said, and, and we've all said in this podcast, like, oh man, you're getting screwed. You get like, whatever. Like, that's yeah, illegal. no, that's the general that consensus. tiring or, or does that hurt? Like make it hurt more or does that make it like, it's, um, does it help or hurt? I guess. Maybe a little bit of all of that, man. Yeah. And, and then, so the, 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 the feeling that I'm getting is like, all right, look, this shit ain't going to change itself. Right. And uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, when I was working in the schools. And I draw a lot of parallels between what happened in the schools, uh, in my experience, and what's happening in the legal system. And even, you know, I got a, I got a dad who's in the hospital right now up uh, in the VA in St. Cloud. Um, and, and it's kind of a similar thing in the HMO system. It's a small group of people making policy for the great, for, for the masses. Uh-huh. And the thing that I'm, I don't, I, I, I fundamentally disagree with that uh-huh. period. Now, I don't mind the, the idea of a representative democracy where we elect people to go and present us with laws, yeah. present us with the budget, you know, present us with, okay, um, we think that we need to go intervene in this country, you know, or some shit like that, you know, declare a war or whatever it might be, you know, and then let the people ratify it, you know, and the same things, you know, with, with, uh, in the schools, it was like, I talked to all these parents and teachers and they didn't agree with the policy, but they were all enforcing them yeah. because of what would happen if they didn't, you know? So like this cop that pulled me over might not even think that weed's a bad thing. Right. And that, that prosecutor and that judge might think that, oh, this is a ridiculous sentence. But if they don't do it, they lose their job. And, yeah. And and all that they have invested into it. And it's uh, so it's a re- it, it's also profound how people are willing to look past their so-called morality. Yeah. For their basic survival, their economic benefits that create their survival. And, uh, you know, my dad in the, in the VA, um, he had a procedure done in his face where, uh, he had trigeminal myalgia, which is like this bad pain in his face. He got a procedure done at the U of M after being on this medicine for like a year that turned him into a zombie. And they, they 
paralyzed the nerve. It lasted for two and a half years. He got off that medicine right after they did the procedure. The pain went away. He didn't have to take this medicine anymore. He wasn't a zombie anymore. He could get up. He wasn't falling as much. He's got MS. Mm-hmm. You know, and he wasn't falling as much. So it finally wore off about a month ago. And they put him back on this damn medicine. Instead of giving him the procedure again, he turned back into a zombie and now fell twice and is in the hospital. Yeah. It's like, who the fuck is coming up with these policies that nobody agrees with, but we do it because... If that, that, that doctor can't just say, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this. No, well, you're out of here because in our society, you follow the rules or you go. You know, And that's what happened to me in the schools. I fucking grabbed the hand of the kid that's punching his teacher and all it turns out, you can't do that anymore. Bye. Yeah. You know, and I got offered resign or be fired. You know? Yes, this is, a, this is a great um, indication of how the world is not fair. Right? <laughs> like fucking ultra harsh. Like, do you, are you guarding against not being bitter? Or like trying to not, I don't know, like like. Do I sound bitter? No, no, not at all. Not at all. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you should be. Right. I'm not saying you should be, but I'm saying like you'd be forgiven for being super bitter because you've had a lot of circumstance now. I'm, I'm, I no, I think that there's definitely some level of bitterness in there, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not like right now feeling the sense of joy and elation as I'm saying these things. Of course. But I am feeling the passion, and 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 it gets me going because this is all shit that is is gotten us, in my opinion, the the small group making the rules for the larger group without ratification by the larger group is in large part responsible for why our society and our culture is the way it is right now. And it's reflected in the legal system, it's reflected in the education system, and it's reflected in the medical system and probably most others. I mean, that's the basic hierarchy, right? The guys at the top make the rules for the, everybody else at the bottom. Right. It's true. And the, the, the hardest thing to me about that, and, and I, because I agree, like, obviously, like, like I'm way more permissive with rules. Like, I, I'm not a rules guy in general, right? But at the same time, because I used to have this thing in my head where I was like, everyone, like, with the internet, every fucking law and rule now, like, we should just be able to instantly vote on it and all that oh, stuff. Right. And just like do for a, his... a true populist system. But the problem with that is that you wouldn't have civil rights legislation wouldn't have happened as fast. Like, you know, it probably would be a little... Who knows if it would be happening in the South? You know, it's because we had leaders who, you know, try to do what's best for your constituents in that same kind of vein, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they think they're doing best for us. But there is, um, you know, there's a good side to it, too, because they're supposed to be more intelligent than us, or at least the best of us, right? And a lot of, if you, you know, shake hands with a lot of people out there, a lot of fucking morons, you know. Right. So it, it's it's just yeah. Well, it's you would, like you're just damned if you do, damned. If yeah. You don't. Well, you would like to think that the people making the decisions are people that have lived through would be the less shit. Corrupt. And yeah, but it's once you to get to that point where you're yeah. making the decisions, you have to corrupt yourself. It's what they point. need is a weed lobby, or like these kind of things, like oh, all these got, things. They, that they, you got, got, they yeah. got John Boehner, man. John Boehner. What oh, I don't know that former Speaker of the House. Yeah, is no, he yeah. really their lobbyist? He. Is lobbyist? The, he yeah. yeah, no, I know, but is he really the lobbyist yeah, for the? He he became the the biggest lobbyist for marijuana. That's fucking awesome, actually. Yeah. So I mean, he's so. I think there's ways to get stuff done. To me, like, so you, do do you remember the thing with the stadium here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When there was there, we passed a referendum vote, 
right? Ref was referendum mean? It means the people yeah. voted on this specific thing, right? And, you told us and, that and, and we said, he just goes, maybe not the actual yeah. definition. Yeah, yeah but, of course, I, I know the uh, referendum. You know, so it said if if the city is going to spend more than ten million dollars on a stadium, simply the people get to vote, right? We get to we get to actually approve that or not. Not saying it's not going to happen, right? But mm-hmm. we get to prove that. When when the when the Wales came up with this U.S. Bank Stadium, and they asked for the money and they wanted like four hundred and some million dollars yeah. from the city, right? It was supposed to go. That's more than ten million. So it was supposed to go to a referendum vote. They fucking skipped around, found some sort of clause in the law, which I don't know how you can find a clause out of a referendum vote, the law for a referendum vote to not have a referendum vote, and just did it anyway. And and when that law was passed, people were happy. People got elected off of saying they were they would pass that law. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Or they would follow through with that. You know, and it, and it's because it's giving the power back to the people. You know, maybe maybe um, there's a discussion to be had. You know, uh, and and some people will will be on this side of the fence or that side of the fence. But should we have this small group of people deciding? For everybody on both sides of the fence, where the fence is going to be or what the rules are going to be, I just think I have I have a lot of faith in people, man. I've yeah. I've talked to, you know, low educated, low income, high educated, high income, you know, cops, robbers, criminals, drug dealers, you yeah. know, all, sure. welcome, to your, all, welcome to my life, all yeah. kinds <laughs> of all kinds of people, man. And I have a lot of faith in people. And yes, I think some people have ideas that I disagree with, and I could get you know say oh he's a fucking moron or fucking you know no way would you know and 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 one of my very good friends one of my best friends is like absolutely not he doesn't want democracy like no way he wants representatives who are educated lawyers and businessmen making decisions because of all these morons out here that mm-hmm. he doesn't trust that are not edu- mm-hmm. not going to make an educated decision you know and it's just like i i i i want room for that argument too you know, but let's get to a spot where we're not sending people to jail for weed and we all disagree with it. I think the biggest you know? thing is like if you look at the uh, – Tor, you probably know what I'm talking about when I say this. But uh, the uh, Princeton University did that study about representative democracy where they actually mathematically graphed it to go this is like where the people stand on certain issues and mm-hmm. then this is where it was voted. And then – so it was completely at inverse uh, relationship, right? Yep. Like they t- totally voted yep. against their constituency. It was just for, you know, money, you know, essentially. Right. And I think ultimately that's the whole thing is that if they can get corruption out of it, then all of a sudden you get people electing people who do vote representative, you know, representative of their constituencies. And all of a sudden our system works. Yeah. But money essentially you know, I think is the real culprit. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. Because a, a lot of yeah. politicians don't get into politics. It's because there's a huge prison to, lobby or like, whatever. Inflict change necessarily. Like, yeah, maybe when they start out, but they grow because they want the power and the money that comes with it more so than they do it because there's the a change. river of money that goes right. into Washington D.C. and they're just fighting over who gets to control the switch for four years and well, divert the river. You know? What? Why don't we have some mechanism? For people to, you know, input and and you know, like the people should be the the um uh the next column in the balance, you know, the checks and balances, you know. Um, yes. 
We don't Sorry. have any way. You know what they tell us? Next election, vote differently. Right. There's a. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, you know, we can make change. The next election, get out there and vote. It's like, you know what? What about these two years and all these laws that they're passing in this meantime? You know, and, and like shit, shit's happening. Like Supreme Court justices are getting put on. Like we can't take that back. They're fucking appointed for life. You know, right. it's like next election. What right. are we going to do? You wait you for know? them to start dying off. So, uh, when you go to pr- or jail, prison, whatever, like, is there a list of people that can come visit you or like, can we get put on that list? Can yeah, we come no, interview I, you I, halfway through your sentence and see how check in on you, see how you're doing? Phone it, yeah. Or yeah, our yeah, phone yeah, interview yeah, and have you back afterwards and talk oh, about yeah, the life inside. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do afterward? Like after like I mean, have you looked at that at all? Like to like to think about how you're gonna Do you have a new plan how to not to get caught? Well no. No, you're not you're not going back to the life. No, man, I I'm not willing to go back to jail again and put my family through shit again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, if I do go back to jail, it's gonna be for something completely different. Like, right? Uh, the, the, Jacking off in public. The right. thing, <laughs> the thing that uh, no, I, I mean, I've got I've got a lot of writing that I want to do, you know, and um, you know, maybe something will come out of that. Um, I also am feeling very much um, like developing a grassroots movement like one of the things that i want to write about when i'm in there one of the things i want to put together is exactly what i'm talking about what would that actually look like how would we actually have the people be the the check on the the government right yeah you know because what does everybody say when you when you say you disagree with some shit oh well what's your idea right show me a better way yeah look show me where around the Mm -hmm. world is it better and it's just like all right well look I've, 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 I think I have it in here and I've got time. I'm already, uh, beginning to sort it out verbally, but I'll have plenty of time to write it down and and go over it and check it against other, you know, and then, and then qualified people such as yourself. Right. Right. I'll take that compliment. Uh, what's, uh, what's the last thing that you're going to do before you go to jail? Like, do you know, like, like a last meal type of thing? Party Saturday night, week from this Saturday, three, three, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four to we're gonna start around four o'clock. You know they they get busy starting around six thirty seven. So we're gonna have uh, the Sheridan room uh, is gonna put some food together, and uh, we're gonna have like drink special and uh, and just I'm I'm inviting everybody down. I don't think people would rally around me like that. If I like for real, if I was going to prison, so man, let me say this, man. I've got a I've got a huge community that that's been there to support me so my family i'm i'm the youngest of five right so i've got a big family to begin with right and then my mom's my mom's the second oldest of 12 you know so i mean there's just like huge right. a huge amount right. of family that supports me but then on top of that man i got about 30 people uh that signed up one of one of my friends organized a party and put together a spreadsheet like would you be willing to write letters or would you be willing to donate $5 a week to Jake's commissary? Would you be willing to take a trip out there? Would you be, you know, like everybody right. check. Yes, 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 yes. And it's just like, man, to see all these people, that's amazing. You know, right. come together or whatever. And, uh, and in, in support, you know, and not, not one person has been like, ah, oh, Jake, right. You know, you're a bad dude and you look what you're putting us all through and anything like that, you know? So it's, it's, it's been as bad as it is. Right. It's also been, uh, profoundly good and yeah. and helpful and it's like I was thinking about it um, yesterday I was I was out at my parents they live now west of the cities 
seeing my mom since my dad's in the hospital or whatever. And I was thinking about it like on the drive back. This is probably the biggest kick in my pants in my life. Yeah. Like I've never had more motivation to do something about all this fucked up shit. So it's 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 lit a it's lit a fire. It kind of reignited a fire. And when I get out, you know, I'm I'm plan on. You know what what do we got to lose, man? Yeah. What what the fuck right. are we what the fuck are we holding on to? Ah, I need my job. I need my fucking money and my thing so I can go to the bar and get fat. You know, or whatever. Or you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, I so I don't have I'm any joking, of those. Right? No, I don't have no. any. I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's what people. Have it's easy for me to say. say yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's easy no. for me to say because I don't have any children. I'm not married or anything like that. You know. Uh, but however, if you did, shit, isn't that even more? No, it is. Incentive. No, yeah, as you much as it is to save your money for your family. So, well, wouldn't you want to enlist change and make it better for you? You do kids think about yeah. uh, the, you know, you do think about those things, those cliches of like the world you leave for them, and and you know what you did to be an agent of you know positive change. So for sure you do. Well, and dude, so I, I think that's... I firmly believe. I firmly believe that when people get together, they can do things. You know, we we're busy worried about little differences you know little, little nuanced things when we're yeah. being totally corrupted right now yeah in in so many ways like our government is fucked you know but we have another episode so i need to wrap it up i'm very sorry wrap it up but dude i thought so i thought sex. this is great yeah and i would like yeah. i had a really i thought this is great oh, really <laughs> interesting and and For it's sure. uh yeah. you have such a good uh yeah it sounds weird to say, but you have such a good <laughs> attitude about it, you know, and it's like you, you could be bitter and you could be um, really, I don't know, it'd be easy to dwell on things about what happened to you. And I don't know, I think it's it, and what's really weird, too, is hearing when you you hear someone's getting three years in jail or, or prison, whatever you call it. Um, when you just hear that in the abstract, it's like, ah, I got three years. Like, what, you know, like, oh, yeah, you no know. big deal. But when you, I'm sitting here in the room with you and it's like, you think, like, this guy's about to go away for three years. And, mm-hmm. and you don't get to go to prison. I've, I've never even thought about that going to prison in your home state is preferable, you know, in a sense, to mm-hmm. far away. Because at least you can get more visitors. And it's like, man, this guy is just. Yeah, who the fuck wants to go to Idaho from his own <laughs> life? You can't, for can't three say years. like, oh, you can go on vacation to Idaho. That's only like twenty-two scene. hours away. Come on, yeah, yeah, drive exactly. on by. And and man, and and I'm, uh, in fact, if any listeners wanted to write you or do whatever, like, would that be all right? Because I, I just have a feeling people are going to be like, I'm, I'm not saying there's going to be a letter campaign, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like it's so. Unfair. I feel like somebody, some one, at least one of our listeners yes, would like reach our, out and be like, "One of our listeners will fuck you," you know, like some some <laughs> go down will, to the three. Someone will give you a pity fuck on the way out. Hey, all right, all right. They haven't given me one, but you know, um, I'll be there yeah. too. There's, there's been lots yeah. of offers for pity fucks. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Actually, now that makes me believe in people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, you know, I Sense mean, it's 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 an interesting situation, man. It's an interesting it is, especially situation. when it's something that it, so many people, in a way, like it believe brings in the best out of people. Yeah, it really does. You know, or the I mean, really, is it anybody that you've known for like a long time, like where it's like, where like now you're gonna right, fuck you're like, me? oh now when I'm going to jail, now <laughs> you want to have sex? No, no, I don't think anybody like that. No, have you have um, when you think of. Just, just like other people where I've been like, eh. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like, no, really. But yeah, do it. We should fuck. You should do it. But, uh, this, <laughs> one, of, one of the guys, this old guy Larry at the bar, he's like, you know, uh, any port in a storm. You're and, not having uh, prison nightmares? 
No prison nightmares, man. Um, it, I'm having strange dreams. You know, they say like when you smoke weed, you don't dream as much. You know, and yeah. Then, and then when you stop smoking, it's just like, wow, that's interesting. Vivid dream. shit like, all the time. Fuck yeah. Did I come from you know, and, and so, I remember that. But no, I'm not. I'm I'm pretty. Uh, I'm 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 pretty okay with who I am, and what I've done. I. It's a strange thing to have to convince somebody else. Like when I was talking to the judge, you know, like. I did something bad and I know it was bad and here's why, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like, I really couldn't be authentic about it, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause if I had to tell it, I'd say, well, I have no moral or ethical problem with what I did. I know nobody in Idaho. Why the fuck did, right. you know, send me back to Minnesota or California yeah. or something, you know? I apologize like, to my mom right know? now or whatever. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad. I feel horrible. It's the potential about high school kids that were going to buy shit. these drugs. Yeah. Uh, man, it wasn't no high school kids, you know. Yeah. Well, no, no, I mean, no, no, no. You're dealing with high school kids or anything like that, but I'm saying like oh, all these high school kids. You know, I'm 41. Right. I tell you know the 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 people who like were receiving the drugs are all working people with no criminal background. Some of them were were like Iraq and and uh, Afghanistan vets who used the shit medicinally. You know, and uh, so and, <laughs> it's, it's just, just no cr- crime in enjoying it. It's, right. you know it's what I mean? just right. like, come on, man! Like I wasn't, I was doing my community a service by going and getting them better shit cheaper. I like, like, you're, like that's, you know? yeah. you're like you're like doctors without borders. Man. I'd like to, and more importantly than all of that, you're not a pedophile because I don't think <laughs> no. that can be said enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, you're not a pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> on this episode of Professor. Yeah, and, and I, I would like to name him. I think he'll be the uh, the official. Inmate of the Profession Confession podcast. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's protected Woo. out there in Iowa or uh, Idaho, if you're listening. You fucking touch this guy. The whole right. Profession Confession nation comes yes. down on you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm serious. We should definitely should do some sort of like phone oh, interview or like check in with to. you. I mean, and, let's uh, hope we're successful even... enough we can just fly out there and make it a. Oh, that would be awesome. awesome. Fuck I'll fly out to Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, like Idaho for Dude, we'll road trip? It. Yeah. Then go oh, here's west what we'll do. The, we'll we'll fly. The, we'll fly to Vegas. Triangle. Get a rental car. Recreate yeah. the trip back. Stop in Idaho to see him. Make a little money on our way back. Really, we want progress reports. So for real, I, I I think it'd be really cool to talk to you at some point in it. Okay. Would love yeah, to. So so thank up. you very much for doing it, man. Like yeah, for real. Yeah, thank you, Jake, and uh, we wish yeah. you luck and and uh, fucking uh, whatever. <laughs> we got your back. <laughs> we got your back. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thank you very much. That was our show. I told you it was good. Um, And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. We have, uh, oh, something coming up. We got sex week coming up. It's like shark shark week. week. Except with uh, genitals. (laughs) And and yeah, it's going to be, we've like, you guys might have heard us talk about the Swinger Sex Fest and all the stuff we were Mm -hmm. doing with their male stripper, gay male stripper. We have a whole bunch of like, fraction like episodes and stuff so we've kind of been planning on this for a while and we have a really vulgar uh video to share with it like a, a promotional thing so essentially porn yep so please uh follow us on facebook <laughs> and uh whatever so don't tell my mom twitter instagram so yeah thank you very much enjoy your rest of your whatever the fuck you do play with your diseased penis on a bare mattress for the rest of the day goodbye